0: Episode number forty-four. Wow, we've done forty-four. We're almost up to a year now. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, but here we are, man. Forty-four. We're only eight away. With another couple months. Uh, are we planning anything special for episode fifty-two? Since we're DC TV. Uh, yeah, we're. getting ready. You know what? We should have. We should have like an alternate universe. Uh, Daryl and Chubb and Jim.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Like for
0: instance, like uh, Chubb, you could do all the recaps. Yeah, yeah I'll just sit here and make like. Uh, um, you know, also a chauvinist and, and and somewhat lewd uh, comedy. And you
3: know? then
0: every once in a while, Daryl just chimed in and go, "She." <laughs> I totally switched off to be Earth Thirty Eight right? or something. We had another full week of DC TV to talk about another five full uh, brand new episodes: uh, Supergirl, and Gotham, and Flash, Eye Zombie, and Arrow, of course. Joining me, of course, down this uh, this dark, dark path of DC TV this week, is uh, Barbara Keene's wedding planner, Mister Daryl Taylor.
2: Hello, oh, how is everyone today?
0: Man, can you imagine catering with that? You couldn't do. You couldn't have anything that would involve knives, like cutting the cake or anything. Oh, not at all. I'll be like sporks and stuff. He would just serve
1: giant bowls of spaghetti and meatballs.
0: And you? Cat Grant's pool boy, Mister Richard the Chubtoes. <laughs> Howdy! Um, this week, like I said, we have another five episodes. We had a little bit of news trickle through. We had some uh, some good comments in the Facebook group, so we might as well just get right underway. Our first uh, episode that we're going to be talking about tonight is episode three, season one, of course, of Supergirl. Uh, Fight or flight? Another comic book villain, you know, brought to life, uh, Reactron. You know, you know, Superman. Again, another B-list Superman villain. But we start out this episode with uh, Cat Grant interviewing Supergirl. And uh, kind of a shout out to the the Lois Lane Superman interview and the Superman the movie in a way.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. So.
0: It was it was cool too how she like wouldn't get too close to her because she was afraid she would recognize her. Mm-hmm. Or no, her sister said at the end it's like yeah she really respects Supergirl but her assistant is like invisible to her. So actually, it was more
2: a, a little bit more closer to uh, the Flash's when he did an interview at Iris Oh right when he moved to he kept around. moving yeah uh, yeah yeah kinda it's that without the sexual tension basically that's what it was.
0: Yeah there's more of like a millennial uh, uh tension there. Mm-hmm. Millennial generation X mm-hmm. tension. Totally that is
2: exactly what it was. And that
0: kind of comes out too later when Cat Grant is like writing her piece. Exactly. On Supergirl like Supergirl kind of you know um embodies like what she hates about millennials.
3: <laughs>
0: totally. But she, it was totally Kara, a get-off-my-lawn moment. Right.
3: <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, she asked really
0: Kara a lot of questions that Kara doesn't really have answers to. You know, like, why did you wait so long to come out? What do you do during the day? You know, do you have plans to start a family? You know, things like that. And then Kara lets slip out that she is Superman's cousin, which mm-hmm. is like the big kernel of knowledge there that she she drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, next morning, Kara's having breakfast, and Alex is like, look, I'm I'm kind of myth that James and and and, uh, and Ducky. I keep calling him Ducky because he reminds me of he does of Ducky from Pretty in Pink, but uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Um, you know the, the you know they they know, but hey, let's like, let's keep it to ourselves that you're Supergirl Let's not spread it around anymore. And as soon as she says that, over the television comes the commercial for the big expose of the interview on Supergirl. Cat um, even like totally dates this episode by repairing it to the Caitlyn Jenner cover. On Vanity Fair saying it will blow it out of the water.
3: So, yeah, you know, five years they,
0: from now we're gonna be like,
2: what?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That was unexpected. How they throw those little things in there, those little current events.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're trying to keep it timely, but when you realize, like, you know, in the in the long run, if the show's gonna last, like, that yeah. kind of it just dates it. You know. Yeah, don't worry. Like all the grunge that. references in '90s shows and things like that. You know? Hmm. But it's fine. Um, Win has a little uh, treat. Um, for uh, for James and, uh, and Kara, there's an abandoned office downstairs that no one's using, oddly enough. And somehow Wynn was able to find, like, I don't know, every computer in the world
3: <laughs> and put
0: it in this abandoned office. So yeah, like I, I unfinished, really think... uh, unfinished drywall, but like a giant server farm, and like, five, it looks like Felicity's. That seemed far-fetched
2: Kara. to me. Like, I, I, would, I would think more explainable is if they said, um the DEA, the DEO uh, had some extra equipment and, you know, she yeah. said, and they said, you know what, we'll let you use some of this equipment that we have. And he finds the, and, and then I would be cool with it, he just finds the office space and then the, and then they just install it. But to have it all ready and stuff. Yeah,
0: it was also, it was like Cisco magic too. They like yeah, had was it all set up too. in like no time and uh, everything wired and ready to yeah. go in this abandoned office that no one knows about. Mm-hmm. I I can look past
1: the equipment thing. That's my piece there, though. Is isn't it awfully dangerous just to take this abandoned office? You know what's going to happen when some building manager assigns some new guy that office? You know because it's empty. That's true. I, true. Or or the janitor. I just it just seems a little
0: weird to me. Yeah, it's, it's just
1: little, it, yeah. it's it's it was cool. It just mm-hmm. seems dangerous to to have abandoned office at the
0: newspaper
2: plus uh, when you when you're using that much server it's gonna it's gonna spark in the in the place somebody's gonna notice the the power that's being right and right and used unless they don't ho- own the whole building then but but if they do I mean but it's just it's just so far-fetched that they're not gonna notice
0: you know, yeah like or well, well plus I mean be's thousands and thousands of dollars of computer equipment they're not gonna notice that's missing too. Exactly. Yeah. Like somebody, yeah. there's accounting people, you know, <laughs> while they're you know while Wynn is showing off his new the new Supergirl cave or whatever, um, J- Jimmy uh, talks to uh, to Kara and lets slip that Clark is Superman, or refers to Superman as Clark, and Wynne figures right. out that Clark Kent is Superman. Yeah, this is bad keep secret keeping. Yeah, That's it's a, like the Flash yeah. all over again. It's, it's, uh... Too many people know Barry Allen's the Flash, I think, and mm-hmm. it's the same kind of thing here. But, but you know, as they're in, the, in their their new uh, little um, Supergirl cave, uh, they get a call that there's been a, a major uh, wreck on the highway involving a school bus. Um, Kara goes uh, to to the rescue. You know, this is a job for Supergirl, mm-hmm. and um, saves the bus driver. And just as she does. Uh, Reactron, looking like a bargain basement Iron Man, uh, comes at him. Uh, comes at her because she's Superman's cousin, and he wants revenge on Superman by taking it out on her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kara, they didn't mention the gold kryptonite, right? No, no. They just said that he was. No. They just said they when they explain it later when the D E O. explains, you know, decides to help out and explains later, they ah. say that he was in a nuclear accident and that he survived somehow.
2: Yeah, the they, only thing because what threw me was when she's fighting him, he seemed to be able to take her hits and hit her back. And th- there's no explanation. She should be stronger than that.
0: She should well, be stronger than a dude in a, in a, in a, army. they
2: mentioned in the, when
0: they ran down his powers that he had super strength,
2: but would it be strong as a Kryptonian? I don't know, but Cause she see he seemed to really be knocking strength. her around, uh, in that suit. I mean, that's, that's a powerful suit if you can knock around
1: a kryptonian like that well didn't doesn't Batman do that with Superman yeah but he's with built in things armor to
2: do it like it's built specifically to take him on
1: yeah but with well, this, you would you would think that reactron since his whole vendetta is against Superman that he would have built this suit directly to fight him which is similar kryptonian powers to supergirl
2: well the thing that made reactron dangerous in the in the comics was that his power could render a kryptonian because it's made from a derivative of kryptonite where it's a gold kryptonite but not fully gold kryptonite but it is enough that it could render a kryptonian powerless for like 30 seconds well, this could be
1: that way too. It's just that they haven't revealed that, and maybe that's down. The because
2: they kept talking about how dangerous he was t- uh, to fight, you know, like Radi-
0: well, they kept like saying radio. I think they were talking radiation wise. Because mm-hmm. yeah. remember, at the end, she has to do the whole thing with the lead just to get that core out of his chest. Yeah, know, but that's not, it all. Well, split. that
1: that and the fact that you know, I mean, he's fought Superman many times, and Superman hasn't defeated him. So that's what I mean. What I mean. That
2: that's dangerous. saying that he's. You know that there's, that's a big deal to say that Superman's
0: never beaten them. The um when Kara returns to, to Capco, uh, her and James go to the abandoned office, and uh, um, Wynn, of course, has Felicity's tracking program working on finding Reactron. Mm-hmm. They they must you know all share the same tracking software or whatever. They um, Jimmy is are concerned for Kara. that Kara's going to end up getting uh, killed. Or, you know, or, or hurt or killed or worse because I mean, this guy's come up against Superman and Clark's never been able to beat him. He almost killed, he almost killed Clark on a couple of occasions. So, you know, Jimmy's pretty worried. But Kara's like, look, you know, I gotta prove myself as National City's hero. I gotta stand up to this guy. Um, Reactron breaks into Maxwell Lord Technologies. He's looking at somebody with a background in nuclear fission to help his armor, to help fix his armor. Uh, he grabs the tech, but Leo you know, Max Lord steps out and says, uh, Hey, you know, I'm, compared to that guy, you know, that guy's an idiot compared to me. You need a mechanical genius. Why don't you take me? I will, uh, I will fix your armor. Right. And this is right after he, like, just mercilessly fires a guy. So we are immediately shown that Max Lord is <laughs> You know, without question. <laughs> right. Just so, so everybody's clear on this. They go a day without being able to find Reactron. Alex shows up and tells uh, uh, Kara that she'll help her, even though orders uh, is a demon Not alien. This and then uh, this is where we have the uh, the talk between Tara and, and our Kara and Cat T- uh, about uh, the millennial thing. Like your Cat know, just sees um, Supergirls, everything is wrong with millennials. Mm-hmm. And you know, Cat's convinced the Supergirl call her cousin the moment things get too tough. You know, but Kara like stands up for Supergirl as as they're having this conversation. Jimmy comes in and says they found Reactron. Supergirl flies off to fight him, and uh, she swoops in, un- unties Maxwell Lord, gets him out of there fights Reactron, and almost gets her butt kicked, but then uh, Superman comes and helps her. And Kara wakes up in her apartment, still in her Supergirl outfit, and it turns out that Jimmy Olsen had hit his little signal watch, which he still Mm had, which is odd, you know, that they kept that, of all things, on his character, uh, to call her Superman. And Kara's mad at Jimmy for doing that, because she really wants to stand on her own. That was a a good, well-acted scene when she reacted to that. Well, yeah, I mean, she's trying to be her, her whole... This whole thing is mm-hmm. about her trying to be her own person, you know. And even though she has the same branding and trademark as her, as her, you know, cousin or whatever, she wants to, you know, she wants to set her own reputation by, you know, by her, her own history or whatever. So, so totally understood where she was coming from on this, as opposed mm-hmm. to some other things we'll talk about in other shows later today. While. <laughs> mm-hmm. um... Well, um the night the, the, the Big Supergirl premiere party, they have all the hostesses dressed up as Supergirl, ice sculpture, whole nine yards. Right. And uh, Kara shows up, and cat uh, calls her on me. aware of the magazines? Whatever. But evidently, Wynn took care of everything for her. Again. Oh, and let me say, for anybody that doesn't think this this
2: uh, the actress that plays Supergirl is is is, is hot, I, I don't understand that at all. Because she's hot. Beautiful.
1: She's beautiful.
2: She's very attractive really. She's pretty hot. But she just looks like she also has a brain as well. She's not <laughs> she doesn't have that she's, look like just being pretty is all that
0: she is. She's like pretty but approachable. She doesn't, yeah, doesn't like exactly. intimidatingly beautiful like some women are She's like the girl next door. Exactly. She's pretty with a soul. soul. Which is why she makes a good supergirl. She's very exactly. relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think she's really good in the role. Kara gives Win a way to dance as as a reward for you know saving her butt, and but then Jimmy cuts in. Very let much freaking fi- pink me- moment here. <laughs> I mean, he does
2: all the work. He he steals computers and steals office space. Now that I say it like that, it sounds so sinister. But he does all that work for her. Hooks up all the stuff, and then as uh, soon as that pretty James comes in the room, yep. and she's mad at James. And she still, still, she looked at James. She was like, okay, Ducky, go away now. (laughs) Pretty man is in the room. I gotta go. (laughs) I'm sorry, are you still here? (laughs) And they do, and they do let you know, like, they're not playing that, they're not playing with, uh, I don't like him like that, and he don't, you know, like that whole thing. No, sister kind of,
0: when they were at breakfast, threw it out there that he really... Well, they call her on it, and then there's kind of this uh, twisted thing, and they kind of, yeah, puts the kibosh on it. I thought that
2: they would play with it longer and try to, and she would try to pretend that she doesn't, you know, have feelings for him at least for a little bit, and then they'll deal with it later. But they didn't do that. I'm glad they
0: didn't do that. They don't need to. Yeah, you know, this, this is more of an adult approach.
2: Exactly.
0: And I appreciate that. Yes. Uh, Cat Grant dances with Maxwell Lord. Evidently, there's some sort of history together. Uh huh. Probably romantic from the way they were talking. Uh, yes. It was like, explicitly put out, but just the, yeah, the way they were speaking to each other. Uh, two in one room. Can you imagine those two dating? Yeah. Who and the workers that have to deal with them? But then their child would be their opposite, so he'd be like their total, like the total nicest person in the world, it'd be like the Dalai Lama or something. Yeah, you'd
2: have to rehire everyone they fire.
0: Yeah, this is the scene where uh, and uh, we cut to the scene of Hank Henshaw leaving Do, and he finds Alex working helping Supergirl, mm-hmm. uh, even you know against his orders or whatever. He red-eyed again, and then you see his red eyes again. Yes, mm-hmm. and then against uh, his better judgment, he agrees. I, I want know. him to be Martian Manhunter. I swear. That's.
1: Uh, I was like, is he John Jones?
0: <laughs> that would be awesome if you were. Yeah, I would oh, be. Oh, I would okay. be very happy if you were. Oh, I'd be ecstatic. That would be awesome. That's one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Reactron crashes the party looking for Supergirl. Um, they're able to, uh, with Alex's help over over the radio, she figures out that you know if he, she can extract the core without it exploding by covering it in lead. So she puts her hands into molten lead and fights Reactron. Gets close enough to grab his core and pulls it out. We, I, I like the way Supergirl saved Win in this too. Mm-hmm. Like Win is like the the lowest lane character. Like ah, the column. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was such was a. <laughs> That was they the made,
2: time. yeah, and they made that, sure they threw in the sound just right. Yeah, when she, when she uh, drops it, so that you know that it's it's that heavy, right? Um, I, I also really like how she did it. Like I like how she actually thought to to uh, just turn her hand into a glove, a uh, lead glove.
3: Yeah, and, I wish and,
1: she would have said Kalimal, mal" right as she pulled it
2: out of his chest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Part of the fight scenes, I I. I
2: kind of, she looked bad. They looked badly choreographed, her fighting. I'd, I would have thought that with some of the training she got from her sister, she'd look a little bit better with that. Because it looked like it was a step back from the earlier episodes, how she fought him. Like, he
0: was just, she just looked like she just watched a kung fu movie. And I mean, think a lot of it's the way it's shot, too. Yeah. Like, I don't think yeah. It, was, it was blocked very well. Um, the no, it, they've done better.
2: I wonder if it's a different director for this one as opposed to the other.
0: Could be the other ones. I'm then, sure I have to check that. After they take reactor on away, we uh, we get to the last, the next to the last. Season, I was talking about Kerrig um, decides that she's going to go. Um, Alex says, "Go find James. Go ahead. You know he's the man who makes you happy." So she goes to go talk to James about it, and James is there talking to his ex girlfriend Lucy Lane about their breakup. And if,
2: of course, somehow uh, Kryptonians can't understand when a guy sounds like he does not want to talk to. Right yeah. in the room because he never. did not. It wasn't like he said,
3: "Oh, hey, baby, let's go together."
2: <laughs> like he said it like, "Why
0: are you here? Why I are mean, you here?" <laughs> you know that's, that's never that's never a good opening. Yet, no, that's not a good opening. So he was um, upset. Kara's upset. Goes back to her desk and then has a the, uh, instant message uh, chat with Clark. That's cool. That was a great little scene. That was a nice little scene, yeah. You said it won't happen again.
2: Uh, you know what? I like to live, so I, I, I don't <laughs> think I can call Superman. Uh, let me die. It won't happen again. Thank you for saving my life. He's And he's like, oh, I understand. I talked to Jim, Jimmy. It won't happen again. I'd be like, I, my next response would be, oh, hell, yes, it will happen again. If you think <laughs> I'm going to die, you saved me. <laughs> You have shoot. my permission
0: to not let me die.
2: I mean, hero being a great hero is fine, but you got to be alive too. Yep. So. that's true. You saved me, son. Don't don't you act like that.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a nice little scene there. Uh-huh. Um, and then the last episode, the last scene of the episode is Carrie and Alex at home, just kind of hanging out and bonding. I that love that really those
2: cool. those are some of my favorite. That's that's the Joe and and Barry moments for me.
0: Right, them too. So that was Supergirl this week, Fight Flight, episode number three. Yeah. What do you think?
2: I have to give it like a C-plus for this episode. I think it was kind of a step step down. And, and in fact, the parts I liked the most were the parts with her and her sister and, and her and James more than the Supergirl stuff. I, it just seemed like the Supergirl stuff, whoever directed it, it just seemed like they were kind of off with it. Like they didn't... I don't know it just didn't seem like it was done very well up until we got to the last part where she did the uh, the lead gloves. I think that was smart and I liked how that looked. but for the most part the the fight choreography it just it just seemed that was a step down to me and and the computer thing I mean I know we we do these superhero shows and there are things that you just have to go you you just have to either let it go or it's gonna bother you forever. That whole thing with putting state of the art computers inside of a building and without any type of reasoning on how he would be able to do that. Like if his father or was a janitor in the building, he was an office man. Like there's so many th- quick things that we right now could think of really quickly to explain it, meaning that they should have been able to do that as well instead of just. Right not thinking about it and just saying go with it like I think there's just so many things they could have done with 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 that to explain him having you know being able to do what he did um, that uh it, it bothered me enough that it, it pulled it down to a c
1: yeah I I have to agree I, I I also give it a c plus I mean I like the office of solitude but they really could have done a, a better job of putting that together and again i just think it's super dangerous for them to be setting Mm -hmm. up shop in some you know not used office at the at the planet or not the planet whatever the name of the paper is um it just i don't know i mean it you know even clark back in the old tv show had the 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 broom closet he changed in you know so (laughs) and no computers and no computers yeah but um but I don't know. But overall, I mean, there were a lot of little good scenes and good moments in this episode. It's mm-hmm. just, I, I think I agree with Jim. It's the editing choice or the way it was, you know, shot or blocked. It just, it, it, it didn't, it felt very, um, amateur in the way it was put. Yes, together. exactly. I, I would um, say that. Yeah, it did. Because it wasn't a bad story. It wasn't a bad episode. It just was not put together very well. I liked the Reactron stuff. I I liked... I I, kind of went back and forth on did I like the fact that Superman sort of quasi made a, a cameo, you know, this early in the show. And... I think I am okay with it. I just hope that they don't rely on it too much. And it seems like that Uh, that little chat that they're not going to rely on it. Oh, that's done. I think that once you, I
2: think that they did that just so they could have the scene with them and him basically saying, I won't do that again. That actually means I won't do that again this season. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So overall, I mean, yeah, it was, it was just a slightly better than
0: average episode. So, um, C plus, I give it a B minus. Uh, I liked it. I had the same misgivings you guys had as far as the direction and then some of the action choreography and and the whole office of solitude thing. She has like three different layers now. Yeah, you know, she's yeah. got the one in DEO. Yeah. Now she's got the one in her office mm-hmm. building and in, in her house. You know, it's just like it seems like too many layers. I just so. say just put it in
2: your house. Either like, what was the point of what? What got me is what was the point of introducing that layer into the DEO? I mean the DEA. And you don't go back to it ever again, and it's already two episodes. Usually, when you do that, next episode you kind of see her de- see her kind of using it. Like I, I right. if the if the whole thing is, I I guess the problem would be, how do you get those two guys who don't have clearance to be anywhere near this organization, to be able to hang out with her, right, and. They didn't. I don't think that when they introduced this little lair, I don't think they thought it through on um, about that problem. Because the thing with the that with the Flash and Arrow, the way that they're set up is, when he's Arrow, when he's Flash, their headquarters is all in the same spot, so they can you know they can meet up, they can have those conversations that they need to have, so those beats are held. It's you can't do that if you have. You're in a, a, a pretty much a federal building, like a base. You And, and you can't those two guys are not going to be allowed anywhere in that building. So I think that's the problem they set up for each other is why even set that thing up in the first place uh, in that area?
0: Yeah, right. where none of her, her team can get to.
2: Right. It's not going to be fun to just see her just sitting in the 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 place, you know, looking on a computer like there's no scenes you can
0: make out of that. And I'm glad they didn't stick with the thing with, oh, the DEO can't be involved if it's not an alien or whatever, you know, because that would have been problematic plot-wise as well. Well, it seemed like they
2: said that because it would fit if they ever had to merge worlds, Argus is the shield for the Earth, it, DEO is the is for the alien stuff. And if they ever merged, that could be how you can explain away these organizations, like why they don't, right. you know, butt heads or whatever. Because they only handle, they don't handle domestic stuff. They only handle the, uh, the alien stuff, right? And Argus does all the alien, does the everything else basically.
0: It'll be interesting if they if they stick with that. And, you know, I mean, they talk about how maybe down the road there would be like a cameo or something, an arrow or Flash, but uh, you know, see if they actually refer to Argus in an episode or something at some point. You know,
2: or... well, it makes me think that they're they they want to see how successful the season is and they, they wanna they wanna keep things separated enough that if they want to do it, they can. They could just throw it together the next
0: season. Well I was gonna touch on this in the news a little bit more, but um, uh, you know, the, it's funny because the doom, the, the doom and gloom uh, clickbait um, uh, uh, headlines have been you know, Supergirl drops mm-hmm. 40 50 percent of her ratings in the third right. episode or whatever. Right. Yet Supergirl is still the second highest rated show on CBS. Eight point
2: nine million.
0: After Big Bang Theory, yeah, it's still <laughs> the I mean, it beats really? NCIS. Yeah. It beats like every other CBS show except for Big Bang. Yeah, that's not really a bad, bad. You know, it's kind of problem you want to have. You know, exactly. and, and, and every show drops after the pilot.
2: Always, but Always.
0: To, to still be eight point nine million, and with you know Monday Night Football and mm-hmm. Gotham competing in the same time frame, and it it's not the yeah it is it is definitely
2: clickbait the way that it was it was framed yeah definitely clickbait.
0: The show's doing great, so more power to them. Uh we are on to uh, Gotham now. Yes, uh, season two, episode eight, Rise of the Villains. Colon tonight's the night. And no, this does not have a cameo from Rod Stewart. Well, that would have been equally frightening <laughs> as some of the other things that went on. Oh, yes, it would have. The opening sequence of this episode, I thought, was just awesome. Um, it was it was a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Yeah. But it was awesome the way it was set up. You know, you had Barbara Keane in the, in the Gotham Chapel, getting married to Jim Gordon, and everything's going beautifully and wonderfully and idyllically until you get to the part where she says, you know... Um, be your law, your unlawfully wedded husband, and she says, "What did you say unlawfully?" And then, and then everything falls apart. Right. Uh, Oswald Cobblepot with a tidy pencil thin John Waters mustache is the priest,
3: mm-hmm. and
0: Theo Galavan now is is playing the organ, and the the uh, the wedding guest members are all Arkham Asylum inmates, and it's just like, uh, and then uh, we cut to Barbara tied up in uh, one of the pews and on the bride's side looking at, at uh, um, Lee and, and Jim Gordon getting married and laughing at her just um, really cool opening uh, dream sequence but when she wakes up there's a giant present waiting for her at the end of the bed present and uh, she opens it up and inside there's a uh, note that says today love G but they don't see what's inside the box or anything right? what's in the box what's, what's, in, what's in the, the box? box? So we, uh, we get see with Theo where he's talking uh, about how if he, really, if he wants to take over Wayne Enterprises, he has to get Gordon out of the way because they're connected, and Gordon will you know, would shield Bruce from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce still doesn't know that you know, Theo is, is uh, on the evil tip. So uh, he's going to unleash Barbara on him. Right. And, of course, she, uh, Barbara shows up at Gotham PD put her in an interrogation room. Gordon has a really odd interrogation scene with her. I think, very odd. That makes Lee really uncomfortable. Yeah. And then they talk to Barnes, and uh, Barbara says that she'll lead them right to you know, to what they want, you know, proof to put Galavan away if, you know, Gordon leads the way. hmm So, um, you know, I is very better judgment. Oh, and there was a scene, I'm sorry, I missed a scene where Gordon comes to Barnes and tells him that Galavan is behind everything. But... Barnes is "You know, it's flimsy. You don't have any proof. You don't have any evidence or whatever." And the more you th- think Barnes, I is, think in Barnes is in on it, I really do. Yeah. I think we're going to find that out, like later yeah. on, He's a good so Gallivan somehow. Which is a shame because
1: I like him. I like that character. I did too, but he was
2: too good to be. He was too much what you needed at that time. Like he was, it was just too on the
0: nose of him being the the, the just the thing that Gordon needed at that time. Um, the, you know, Barbara says she'll lead him right to the proof that he needs to put Gallivan away. And, uh, you know, but Lee thinks this is a good idea. <laughs> Lee's like, wait a minute. You're going to let the homicidal ex-girlfriend of, of, uh, you know, this cop, you know, lead him, you know, whatever, you know down this merry path. But they uh, the, uh, Suit up a whole bunch of new Strike Force members, <coughs> mm-hmm. cannon fodder.
3: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: Excuse me. <laughs> Very much I was well. looking at those guys. I... Like I'm like, don't get used to any of these faces. <laughs> no,
1: I, I, I was expecting them to
0: change their uniforms to where they had red shirts. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm and like the funny thing is, they're all wearing this ton of. They show put on this ton of body armor and stuff, and yet later when they they get in the gunfight, they all get gunned down. Yep. Yep. One of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as <laughs> they were shooting up and stuff, I'm just like, yeah, don't get used to any these faces too much. Um, we then cut to Ed who has a really big box, which I'm sure holds the, uh, the corpse of one Miss Kristen Kringle, and uh, he's burying it. He's having a little, he has a little, like, uh, um, set up, uh, for like a picnic, mm mm-hmm. It's really it was just really weird he was out in the woods by himself he has like oh, a totally. it's set up for two and he goes on this long thing about he wants to think here thank Kristen Kringle because he um, he didn't uh, um, you know he was not before he was only two halves of a man but now he's mm-hmm. whole so that I guess now you know evil enigma and good enigma are now evil enigma period I guess um and as he's uh, having this little, like, you know, reverie to himself out in the woods, a hunter walks by. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he says, who are you talking to out here and stuff? And he's like, wow, it's uh, pretty yeah, cool. hunters are very pushy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> What's in that box over there? And he's looking in the hole in the box, and as he does, and just clocks him, kills him with a shovel to the back of the neck.
2: You know, that's the
0: dumb... If you're... <sighs> If you're suspicious,
2: okay, of somebody burying a body. Exactly. Here,
0: let me turn my back to you as I look down this hole. Like in your <laughs>
2: mind, if you even if you kind of think that they've killed somebody and buried a body, keyword is they killed somebody. So they have the ability, they do not mind killing someone. Why would you even walk up to them?
1: Even not with a your time.
2: shotgun. Why would you walk up to them and and, and start asking questions and then turn your back and do the whole nine. Like, why doing, would you even
0: do that? What you burying out here in the middle of the woods all by yourself? Yeah. But
2: <laughs> why, why wouldn't you just call the cops, come down, something's up. I mean, there's this weird guy out in the woods. You might there. you might want to take a look at this. There's a yeah. weird guy out here.
0: Uh, Something like that. Yeah. Because,
1: because then we wouldn't get the awesome little dialogue of, of Ed to himself, you know, about like, the hell, the hole's got to get bigger. And... Or whatever it is.
2: You know what they could have did?
1: You know what they could have did? What they could have did
2: was um, he goes, gets on his phone. Nigma hears it anyway. And when he turns around, Nigma's already there. And guts him. Like you want to have Nigma appear to be uh, a serial killer. Like you wanted to give off the serial killer vibe. So make him
0: scary. Right, right, and I don't think that... that's absurd enough for Enigma though. Like it, the whole, the whole, like I think what really struck me about the scene was how absurd it was. Akira like he is having like finger sandwiches and high tea with friggin' corpse.
3: I mean, you still got <laughs> that scene. A hunter by
0: and he kills him, and he's like, "Oh dear," and he has to go back to his car for his bone saw. You, you keep know? the
2: scene, but then you, but then maybe have him talking to the body when he's dragging the dude
0: off and putting it. Yeah, I like the comedy in the scene. You know, I did too. Really very much, off, you know. I did too, but it just because was... the show is so bloody and violent and just it is and. and this is almost like, in comparison, this is like comic relief almost.
2: I think this was it past it. I think it, it crossed my campy line a little too much because it was just too obvious. Like, hey, sir, I want to put my back to you so you can kill me real quick. Yeah. I'm hey, what's, over here.
0: what you got? Yeah. What you putting in that human-sized hole over there? <laughs> let yeah. me bend over and look.
2: <laughs> let me bend right over here because I got the gun and all, but that don't matter. Let me bend right over here and let you uh, kill me and throw me in the hole. Right. Um, Remember,
1: this is the same show that had Balloon Man, okay? Yeah, so, but this is the second season. Well, this season. is a lot better than Balloon Man. Yeah. Exactly. So season. I'm just saying, is is, that's is, true. is is take the campiness as 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 it's been brilliantly woven into this season versus the nonsense last season
0: when we
2: had that. that that's true. That's true. Yeah,
0: they broke the goofy meter a few times last season.
3: Oh,
0: yeah. Um, while Barbara's leading uh, Gordon... And, you know, Gordon is really, I mean, to be honest, totally overconfident in this whole thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just like, oh, I'll, I'm under, you know, I have this under control. You know, to I'll, the point,
2: I'll be point of being
0: an idiot. <laughs> yeah, to the point <laughs> of being an idiot. Exactly. That was the point I was going for. Oh. Um, while this is going on with Barbara and Gordon, um, Theo Gallivan meets with Bruce Wayne. And he tells Bruce the following. Your corporation is doing a lot of dirty stuff. They're doing environmental waste disposal. They're doing genetic experiments. He looked into the company, and it's totally corrupt. And people are literally being injured and dying because of what Wayne Enterprises is doing. Mm -hmm. So that appeals to Bruce's altruism. Oh, of course. And then he says, uh, as icing on the cake, if you sell me Wayne Enterprises, this folder has the name and the picture and all the information about the guy who killed your parents. And right there, Bruce should have known this guy's not good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause how right would,
1: there, how, should... how would
0: he have found that out otherwise?
1: Well, even Especially. if he, even take that aside, the fact is, is he found out and he knows, and he has information to solve a, a brutal in cold mm-hmm. blood, double murder of, case, of, yes. of those Old. people, of, right. of, of prominent figures in the city. Mm-hmm. If not the world. Okay. And he's holding it for a business deal. That's downright... Yeah, that, that already passed there. the line. You're, so, you're so right tough. there, he should have been like, okay, this guy isn't what he seems. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and maybe, you know, we, we still don't know what all has gone through Bruce's mind this episode. So, maybe he does have that inkling and he's playing playing it close to his chest or something. And my sort. problem, and my problem,
2: I know what, I'm, I might get feedback for being so negative about this, but my problem is... Um, alfred where where the hell is alfred there was a, i mean no i
0: agree
1: yeah. like yeah,
2: there's too there. much of the hands-off with alfred that just doesn't make he's sense he's a minor
0: you know even if he does that power of attorney over the company even doesn't if he matter. does even if he does own all mm-hmm. that stock or whatever bruce signing something doesn't mean anything he's a minor he's a minor they shouldn't for that meeting you know, there's alfred no way smarty, alfred should so, be gone yeah.
2: Right, Alfred is his guardian. He should have been there, you're right. He trusts no one. Alfred trusts no one, and that's been the best thing about... One of the best things about Gotham for the previous season was Alfred trusted no one because he, he seemed to be the guy that looked at the situation and be like, in Gotham, anything can happen. Anybody could be evil. You never know. And that is the best way, I think, that Alfred should be portrayed in the show. But this... But for him to... He's kind of been hand offish this season, a little bit too much with with Bruce. Yeah. Uh, that bothers me when things like this because things like this should not have happened, even in this show.
0: Well, there was a scene later that that yeah, like kind of ties that to it. Like, pretty much Galvan's extorting Bruce, you know, with of course, that or yeah. whatever. You know, so Bruce tells Alfred, Alfred about what happened. And uh, you know, down in the back Cave, or will be the back Cave, mm. um, the Bruce Cave, I guess now. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, they talk, and like uh, Bruce is like, "How long will it take me to train, to take you know, to fix this? You know, how long will it take me to train and to, to fix everything? You know, a year, two years, three years. You know, is it just wrong? I just want it to be over." And offer tells him, "No, he's not wrong." And then they have a they have a man hug. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then go back to the barber caravan. Uh, they get led down an alleyway, which is a blind alleyway, in the trap. Uh, the entire strike force gets gunned down. It, like I said, why? Why put on all the whole body armor if you're just gonna get shot anyway? It's like yeah, stormtrooper yeah. armor in Star Wars. It's like, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> like, what is the purpose of
2: doing all this just to get killed off? And like, if it, they would have been just better off doing the whole thing of Barbara contacts him or something, and he decides to go alone.
1: One thing I've, I've noticed, noticed about these DC shows, and 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 maybe this harkens to the comics a little bit, is mm. you know when you're dealing with a single police character, especially when it's main, they they have intelligence, they have more depth, they're not very two D. But whenever you're dealing with a group of cops in any of these shows, it's the Marx Brothers. That's they're, not even. I think that that's become a just a.
2: TV thing, period.
0: Yeah, it's true. Because on crime shows, the same thing.
2: There seems to be a a thing of portraying, not even an plausible thing of them being, you know, like there there are, you know, there are some police that are lazy that won't do things that they're supposed to do. That things can fall through the cracks. You uh, through the cracks. There, cops that do that, or cops that do some things that are, you know. Misreport or whatever it is, they, they, there's cops that do do that. But to make every cop in the room just be incompetent at the same time—that's when it gets unrealistic.
0: Well, it also gets unrealistic when, like, you have, you know, a, like maybe a double. Was it a dozen? Mm-hmm. Well, well-armed, body-armored, armed to the teeth cops.
2: These are trained,
0: trained guys versus street thugs. You know, yeah, the lesser number too. Like, I think there were fewer. Fewer of the bad guys there shooting and maybe up.
1: and maybe yeah they are green they are rookies but they are
0: specially trained they've been playing... yeah police academy is like is pretty intensive you know i don't i don't want to go through it like if you want <laughs> it like unless
1: say we're going with mahoney or something yeah right. yeah, yeah but,
0: the, 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 but the
1: and that's that's
2: always been a problem when you want to show uh villains being very deadly there's a tendency to not write the people they fight as being very competent, and that's a you know like that's something that they have to work on. I mean, to get better with, I think all TV has to do that. Like you can show. actually, what makes it what makes a villain even more terrifying yeah. is if you have
0: trained people who do the right thing and still get killed. But the body count on this count this show was so huge anyway right I mean we had a big massacre last week at the party with all the you know, the penguins and everything
2: like him running in that room probably I wonder if that episode would have played now with everything that happened but the, him running in a room and just basically shooting civilians I could see that being happening because they're civilians you know like it, it's it's horrifying because you're you're a civilian how do you fight that you know like how do you deal with and cops can't jump in front of everybody? So that was a more I th- I really enjoyed that that scene because the the way he threw everyone at them, all these bodies at the cops, you could shoot and, and they were shooting them as many as you can, but you can't stop them from still hitting. Even if they hit two civilians, that's too many. Mm-hmm. So it's it makes it tragic. So, but with this, it just was like you know this didn't even care. It was like a video
0: game. You just poop poop
2: poop. Yeah, it's all like
0: Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a truck smashes into Gordon's police car and then, uh, our friend Tabitha Galifant wakes whoops out this big old syringe, puts it into Gordon, knocks him out. Yeah. Gordon wakes up tied to a wheelchair in, in Gotham Cathedral and Barbara comes down the aisle in the wedding dress that she bought when he proposed to her. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a, a nice little, uh, chat. You know, where she's like, Are, aren't you tired of hiding your true self, lying to yourself, lying to Lee? And Gordon says, I don't lie to Lee. And then she says, oh, really? And then she wheels Lee in on her own, tied up in her own um, wheelchair. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, also, have the priest there, too, Father Callahan or whatever that was in her dream sequence. Bullock figures out, uh, even though Barnes is like, you know, you're off the case for insubordination. Uh, he figures out this at Gotham, Gotham Cathedral is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the head down there, um, Barbara taunts Lee about Gordon's true identity, and then Barbara keeps talking and says that um, Mayor James is still alive, and stashed away at the China Docks. Now here's my question: mm-hmm. all the people that Galavan has killed or had killed to make his plan complete, right? Why the hell is he still alive?
1: I thought Good the question. same thing.
0: Why? Why is he still alive, and stashed <laughs> yeah. somewhere where he could be found and made to testify? Good question because you you' gotten all the info you needed out of him mm-hmm. why, why would you still keep him alive this is, I mean unless this is part somehow of the plan of right? his bigger overall plan which it may be but it I just must see, be we still it don't just know. seemed on face value to be kind of a, uh, not
2: it smooth. did to be to be that smart and then to do something
0: that's stupid so uh um, Barbara's about to carve Lee's face and Lee saves her life by asking mm-hmm. her where she got the dress mm-hmm that was weird mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> But she knew she was dealing with somebody who's a psychopath, so that's... Right. Gordon is able to finally... He's been working on his ropes the whole time, and he's finally able to break free. you. know, Gordon says, don't make me kill you, and Barbara's like, make you. You long to kill me, which I thought was a cool line.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the GCPD come in, and uh, they... Uh, just in the nick of time, and they bust in, and they're able to, like... Uh, Barbara kind of gets away and runs, like, by running up into the um, the rafters and stuff. Gordon see, Gordon is, like, the only cop that sees the woman in the giant white dress. Of course. Because no other cop follows, uh, follows him up there. He's up there by himself. Mm-hmm. He chases her up to the church. They they tussle, and then she falls through a, uh, a stained glass window, and he is holding on to her hand, trying to pull her up to the window. And then Barbara lets go and falls. I thought she was going to die. I thought she was going to die, too. But she fell on some hedges and bushes, and she's alive, but in critical condition. Right. Uh, Lee is like, Lee tells Gordon, Is like, Yeah, I know this isn't the time, but we have to talk. No guy ever wants to.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, that, that borders
0: you... on chauvinism, but that uh, I don't know. she said, No, that, but like, it's real. I'm just like, Man, when my wife says that, I know, <laughs> I know, Listen,
2: I Listen, that my my ex wife said that every girlfriend I've ever had, whenever they've said we have to talk, we have to talk, it's never been about because you're such a great man. You're awesome. You're <laughs> awesome, I love you. <laughs> I just want to tell you, I love you. No, that's not how it works. Everyone knows when they say we have to talk,
0: it's, it's, it's something bad is happening. So Gordon tells Barnes about where Mayor James is. Um, they find him in the China docks. He's still got the same box on. Ooh, the smell's coming out of that room. how did the dude yeah. eat? Or sleep or, or anything with anything. a box on his head all anything. that time he still had the box on his head uh, meanwhile Bruce is at Theo Gallivan's house he uh, he puts a little silver saying cloud magic on Bruce right before that he's about to sign
2: sure so is. Bruce
0: is in a daze uh-huh. um, full of hormones and, stuff. and then Bruce is looking at the contract he's about to sign and Alfred is with him this time he looks back at Alfred he's like no I don't think so uh, I'm not going to sell Wayne Enterprises thanks anyway I've changed my mind And as he's doing this, Gordon busts into Gallivan's office. Gallivan grabs the folder with the murderer murderer of the Wayne family and throws it in the fire. Immediately, Gordon walks up and just punches Gallivan as hard as he can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) epic size punch, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he he tells him he's under arrest for kidnapping, Mayor James, or whatever, and then takes him away. Return Mm -hmm. to Edward Nygma, his bone saw so he can cut up the hunter... Here's the other thing. He just left that dead body, and then Kristen's dead body, just sitting there
3: mm-hmm.
0: with his you know, picnic stuff or whatever, while he went back to the car. You know. Right. But then you see someone has stolen his food, and there's like a trail of blood. So he follows the trail of blood through the woods to a, to a trailer, and it's getting dark by now. And he sees a light in the trailer. You hear someone in the trailer. And he, as he's at the door, the door pops open, and it's Oswald Cobblepot. This is awesome. And he's hurt. He's still bleeding from his getaway, from the gallivans, and he says, please, help me. Man, yeah. just
1: the two of them hooking up as as villain cohorts is going to mm-hmm. be so awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Penguin's
2: a survivor. Like, that that's the thing. Penguin is a survivor. I can
0: see them, like, working together and then having a huge falling out at some point. Of course. Oh, like, well, yeah. But Penguin's got, like, the... Penguin's got the the uh, the power of the gift of gab, the power of the BS. Mm-hmm. Enigma is the planner, right? I mean, I can see well, like really. Actually,
1: Penguin is kind of a good planner. too.
2: Well, I know,
0: but I mean, with the two of them together, oh yeah, yeah, right, that would be like that would well. Be-
1: and I can kind of see um, a Penguin kind of uh, mentoring him in a way. I mean, because in a way, he's he's a new being. He's he these is two nerd, halves yeah. that have become a whole, and you know, while he has his his. his a ge- evil genius mind, he's gonna need you know some guidance down this rabbit hole of evil. And well, he, who better than Penguin?
2: Like this guy is a genius, so he has a lot of knowledge that that could be useful,
0: but he doesn't have the street experience. To right, and Penguin does implicated. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. You know, Penguin is more has more practical mm-hmm. knowledge, and then Newman has more like book knowledge. Right. So that makes right. sense. I think the two of them together could wreak some pretty heavy revenge on Galavan. Oh, I think they can. That would be, that would be pretty awesome. So that was tonight's tonight. Uh, episode eight for Gotham. So we're you know, almost halfway through the season. What'd you guys think?
1: I thought this one was, it had a lot of good moving pieces to it, but mm-hmm. overall I, I, I give it a B minus. Um, I, there's just a lot, left to be desired in this episode when it was over yeah. I was like, is that it i really wanted more um but the whole thing with bruce that it's really kind of you know we know what who he becomes and mm-hmm. he should be smarter than he's being portrayed in these last couple of episodes and so I kind of have a problem with that. But overall, it wasn't a, a bad episode. There was a lot of, um, you know, good moving forward of the overall plot for the season. So, And then, the, of course, the Enigma stuff. You know, that, that piece, I just I loved it. Yeah, I'd have to give it a C+. Um, yeah, Bruce, Bruce is a
2: hard character. I don't think they've still got a handle on how to write that shit. Ch- this character as a young character like he's still like they put him through a lot of things that should have matured him uh to the world and it didn't it it, in fact it kind of makes him be more immature with things and not think things through like if you're supposed to be bruce wayne he seems more like a bruiser if he when he becomes batman he seems like he'd be more the bruiser as opposed to the tactician who you know and the detective he seems to be the guy to just want to bust in the door
0: and just beat people into one inch of their lives and just keep it moving i agree i agree with that i also um i agree with your point about bruce should be smarter and a little more savvy
2: that's a bravado i mean you 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 do dumb things because you think you know everything but the
0: right he, he seems to just not
2: know anything
0: right and then the other the other half of that i think is that they have trouble including the Bruce character in the show. Yes. Like they keep still, trying to find ways yeah. to keep mm-hmm. him in the story because it's obviously Gordon and the fighting of the crime and the crime and everything, right? How do you keep, you know, Bruce in the story? And this, I mean, they've been able to with the Galavan thing because of their whole, you know, Wayne and Galavan history or whatever, but um, I think it's like a constant challenge for the writers. I think that
2: what they should have set up is that training montages for him. Like, learning different things, learning different skills. That could be... He doesn't have to tie into the story of what's going on in, in, in whatever. Like, the only thing that they could have done is have it that... His connection could have been um, somebody trying to kill him to get his shares or somebody trying to take his shares of, of Wayne uh, Enterprises so that they could take over the company. But that could come later. But for, but right. for the early part of the season... It, it could have been Alfred teaching him. All right, I want you to be able to in a crowd disappear quickly, like l- little things like that. Like train him on how to uh, how to how to search for somebody. How to you like all those little things that could that could have them bond with each other and and show how their relationship is so solidified that. Alfred basically will give his entire life to help Bruce in this in this whole war on crime. Like I want to see, I rather see that with him and just put it in little small little small bites of you know every couple of episodes or so, as opposed to trying to throw him in into uh, what's going on with these stories. Just have just have everybody else doing that. You know, dealing with the villains and all that kind of stuff. And just keep the Bruce stuff quiet with him and Alfred and him learning. Like, learning the city. You know, like, learning how to travel. Like, he, there are things he learned from Selena. Like, you can't trust everybody. Like, there's certain things you have to watch. You know, like, everything she told him wasn't wrong. Like, you, you should take some of that and use it. You know, like, instead of just being this kid who's just. You know, he's just, oh, I'll just go with the flow. You know, I I don't believe what you tell me. It's just, that's the the thing. That's the weakness of this, of the show still.
0: I uh, I give this episode B. I, I had the same problems that you guys did with it. Pretty much the, uh, the whole thing with Bruce like selling the company over that really bothered me because that mm-hmm. is totally like not legal in any no. way. That kind of bothered no. me, and I realize it's a comic book show or whatever. But still, I mean, that would have been something it'd be yeah. easy to write. You can around. still think it through. Right? You, you know, you could run around that very easily by having you know Alfred there with him when yeah, right. and made him that offer. Mm-hmm. You know, and it would have been a more interesting scene, I think, too. So. Um, so I give it a B. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. I enjoyed all the Barbara stuff. I'm glad they gave her character something to do. Finally. That was something the best part. Of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really, um, they made her character like from my least favorite character in the first season to like one of my favorite characters in the second. So
3: yeah,
0: you know, more power to them on that. So yeah, I give it a B. Uh, shall we move on to, uh, the flash nightfall? Uh, <laughs> Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the oh, actual yeah. name is uh, for season two episode six of the episode of the flash is enter zoom and man did he enter big time yes. top 10 with a bullet the major way um guys the uh, the the team the flash team are ready they think they're ready anyway to lure zoom to our world and, and try to stop him the interior doctor light she tells them that uh, she was supposed to go to the portal and throw Flash's emblem off of his suit through the through the portal as proof of his death, and then Zoom would come and, and, and set her free and bring her home. Uh, I don't know why she would believe Zoom would do that. Would it just be easier to kill her? But whatever. Uh, considering mm-hmm. it's Zoom, right? right. Uh, pretty much right after telling Barry and the group this, they, the, the Barry and the group go upstairs and start formulating a plan to get Zoom, and Dr. Light escapes by stripping off her costume and making her... Uh, self, you know, coherent, so she's invisible. Cisco thinks she's already escaped and opens the door to check on her. Dummy. Classic blunder. Uh-huh. Seen that a million times in a million movies. Totally. And then, uh, she, you know, uh, Linda escapes. But uh, she left behind her suit, so that leaves them with the idea, why don't we use Linda Park to lure Zoom? Um... In, to our Earth, and then Doctor Wells thinks he can make a speed dampening serum that they could, uh, you know, shoot into Zoom and slow him down. And with surprise on their side, Barry and, and Harry think that their plan will work, but Cisco, Caitlin, and Joe are very, still very suspicious of Harry Wells. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's what we're calling Earth Two, Harrison yeah. Wells. Just for yeah. those who uh, are not in the mix very. on that, it's just easier. <laughs> I it to say Earth yeah. Two, Harrison Wells every time. Yeah. Um, but you know, Harry and Barry are pretty. You know, Barry is is, is I think kind of overconfident in this, totally. And, yep. and Harry is is desperate, and we don't know why. We find out later after a few um, fumbling attempts from Cisco why. <laughs> um, the only here's something else that bothered me about this episode: Doctor Light escapes, and that's like the last we hear of that. Yeah, right, just Like It's and... like oh, oh, the villain escaped. Oh well, let's talk about our plan. Well, you know? the only thing I
1: can think is, is at this point, because she's failed, uh,
0: she's probably disappears. thinking
1: zooms after her. So, mm-hmm. but you know. she's
0: also wanted for murder for killing that newspaper guy last episode, Yeah, that's true. you know, and she still has these light powers that could be dangerous, even though she doesn't have her you know, helmet or whatever. Um, I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird that they were just like, Oh, she escaped. Oh, well, let's talk about something else now, you know? And they never really dealt with that at all in the episode. No. they totally just let it go. The uh, we get yeah. seen with Iris and Linda kind of hanging out, and uh, Iris is like, "Look, um, we need your help with something. It's kind of weird, but um, I want you to trust me." And then uh, she takes her to Star Labs, and Barry is there in her fly, in, in the Flash suit, and they explain to her what they want her to do. They want her to stand in as her Earth two twin, Doctor Light, and so they can lure Zoom over to our world and hit him with the, uh, the speed dampener. And Linda's game, because mainly you know, her, she's scared of the other Linda, mm-hmm. and, this, and you know, this is a good way to keep herself safe is to be surrounded by the Flash and Team Flash or whatever. So uh, the training montage we get later, not so much, not so good. You know, Linda's like, screaming a lot. They, they're they able to simulate Dr. Light's powers fairly well with a pair of what's
2: Yeah, it's
0: lighthearted. It's a lighthearted scene of Yeah, it was funny. Training. It was yeah. funny. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of... Uh, you know They're like, maybe if you don't scream every time you do that, you'd be a little more convincing, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things like that. Lynn improves a little bit, but Fry's like Cisco's command center. in her practicing and because she hit a target. She was excited and then jumped over and down and said, hooray, and then destroyed the command <laughs> console. So that right. kind of an end into the training session. Um, nobody thinks she's ready, but Barry is full on steam you know, full steam ahead with the plan. He's like, look, we gotta do this while Dr. Light is out. If we you know, Joe stops him on the way out and says, Hey, have you thought about the consequences of this? You know, you're asking her to risk her life as well as you and, you know, he says something about him, you yeah, know, the, the maybe the reason you want Zoom is because you didn't get to take out uh reverse flash. It was it was Eddie, not you and you know that mm-hmm. He's kind of Barry. Kind of brushes off that idea, but it's obvious that that's what's yeah. going on. You know, oh. He's trying to make out, he's trying to uh, make up for that. Iris takes uh uh Linda over to her house, and uh, Barry shows up in his Flash costume and lets Linda in on his secret identity. Why? As a show of, a show of faith.
1: No, I get that, but I mean, I, <laughs> that's one thing I have with all of these shows is is they they just keep extending more and more who knows secrets. And eventually that's going to bite them in the butt. Yeah. Well, it already has it other times.
2: I, I did like that. She, he did that with her, but I think what hurt that hurt this scene is that he did it too many times last season. Right. Like with the villains, yeah. like he let too many villains see who he was. Like when he show, especially when he showed himself to the bully to uh girder when yeah. he didn't have to like there are scenes like that where i think you should have not have done those scenes so that when you do do something like this because this was this mattered like this was this made sense uh because you're asking this woman to risk her life doing this when she's not trained for this she, she shouldn't have to have gone through this so i could understand you saying I, i'm going to trust you by giving you something that's important to me. But if it's important to you, that means you don't do dumb things like you did last season, where you just keep telling, you know, you just keep showing yourself to everybody. Like, I, I mean, it kind of cheapens showing, it. That. I get what you're it saying. It cheapens it. Like, showing it to Eddie, they needed to do that when they showed their his identity to Eddie mm. at that time. That was a good, like, the point. I'm just pointing out the the right times when they did it. Like, when they showed it to Eddie, the right time. Uh, Telling Iris, yes, you had to tell Iris. Um,
1: But this girl, I mean, they dated for what, a few weeks?
2: I don't even think it was. It's not because of the romantic side of it. It's because you are putting her in a situation where you're putting her in a room full of guns. And you're asking her to do something that she's not trained for. They're asking her to risk her life. And they know from previous... Inter- altercations with with these villains that people have died uh trying to help yeah them. and 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 to do so to ask her to do this without saying to her you know ask her to do it and just say trust me without like giving i think it it showed the difference between barry as a person and then somebody like a you know somebody like Ollie, for example, he wouldn't think of it that way. That's just not right. the way he was built. It's not the way he was raised. It just this is not the case. So this shows Barry. This is this is a very Barry thing to do. To to you know, to ask this woman to do this, knowing how dangerous it is, he's going to trust her. He he does have the Superman type of trusting. That's his thing. So he would trust her with his identity. Like that should work. And even if Patty. I can see Patty knowing he's he's going to be the Flash. I, I can understand that. Not just because he's romantically involved with Patty, but
0: because she's in the task force. I think Patty's going to figure it out on her own. Yeah, she well, has. I mean, we've I already so seen fair. like her detective skills a couple times. She's not mm-hmm. an idiot. But I mean, no. very like shows up beat up and right. bruised. At the same time the Flash was all beat up and bruised. I mean, but
2: I mean, if she do, if like if she, if he did tell her, I would be okay. Not now though. But I mean, if if later on in the season, if he did tell her, I would be okay with that because she's not just a civilian on the street. She's actually a cop who she needs to know what's going on to survive. Like there's th- decisions that she can make smarter decisions that she can make dealing with these villains that I think she would she would need to know his identity sometimes. For, sometimes when she's dealing with these villains. That's the only reason why Patty, I think, would be okay with Patty to have that uh, information. But not everybody. It shouldn't be just everybody he dates.
0: They should know. Hi, how you doing? Uh, I saw you here in the club. Did you know I'm the Flash? Right. That's it. That's
3: it. you looking good. you
0: looking good. you on the just because I'm the fastest man alive doesn't mean I can't take my time, you know what I mean?
3: And
2: actually, I've learned with women, when you say you're the fastest man alive, they don't not,
0: react as well. That's not that. something you want to tell them. That's not it's, something you want to let them know. That's, I, not, that's not a bragging point, you know? That's yeah. Not, and, it's, not a good, and, it's not a solid point. It's not a good look.
2: In fact, they get kind of angry and don't want to talk to you anymore.
0: <laughs> they lose your number.
2: Yeah, I noticed that.
0: The last one, the number she gave me was the number of the aquarium. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, we get the line. You know, I made out with the Flash from Linda. That was pretty cute. Cool. Uh, right. Cute. It was um, cute. It was the they cute set thing. up. They set up the little thing at the docks. So a little pantomime. You know, Cisco has a script. It's pretty cheesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, really wouldn't fool anyone unless they. Right. But uh, the, you know, an hour, a couple hours go by, and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. No signs of him. So they pack it in. Wells is mad. This is where Barry tells Joe about the uh the tape message that Earth One Wells made for him, saying he'd never be happy. Joe's like, Look, man, you are in charge of whether you're happy or not. Not uh, not Wells. Not you know the few, not truthfully, yes. It was another good Joe moment. Only some of the cringy stuff with Patty and Joe, I did Yeah, Patty kept questioning him on uh on Doctor Light and he kept on kinda of blowing her off. Mhm. But yeah, he, you know, he just basically, Joe, Joe tells him that he's in charge of his own happiness. You know, it's just, it's not that, uh, whatever, whatever, you know, Wells said he was just trying to get into his head. He's trying to mess with him and that, you know, whatever, you know, he chooses what happens in his life, not not Wells. So he says, go see Patty. Yeah. Uh, Patty thinks that Joe is keeping things from her. Joe, Patty first thinks that you know that she's dating Barry, and she thinks that's the problem. But you know, Joe is that's not the problem. Joe doesn't care. He was a little bit too
2: dismissive, though. So I that I, I don't I don't know. Like that was a little too much. Like he just the way he reacted it's not it. It's I, the only thing that was kind of out of character is the way he reacted because it's not like this is just some. Guy, she's just saying, I'm just I'm dating this new guy. Like I can see him saying, Okay, you're dating some new guy. That's good for you. What the heck are you telling me for? This is your son. Right. Like I like I can understand Joe being like, I don't want to be in your business, but I can't see Joe acting like he did with her. Like, I don't care what you and Barry do. Like, I know, I don't know. That's not Joe. Joe yeah. I can see Joe saying, um, what you Joe know, like, he? I think you're good for... Like, I, I, you know, hopefully things work out with you and, and Barry. I Like, I, I don't have a problem with you
0: seeing my son or something. Joe's also in Camp Iris. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Remember that, that speech? Yeah, he
2: is in Camp Iris. So he should just leave it... I could see him saying, leaving it at... I, You know, like, I don't... You know, like, I don't mind you. That's not an issue. You, de- you dating my son. That's not an issue with me. And leave it at that. Don't say anything. I could see not saying anything else but the way he reacted was like I don't give a damn what you do
0: was While there... this is going on he gets a call from Star Labs and Zoom is there. Yes. He rushes to the rescue and he has Linda on the roof of Star Labs like dangling her from the roof of Star Labs. That, yeah. That was Very a dumb rushed. idea. Yeah. <laughs> he says uh, he says do you fish with bait? With real bait, because I do. Mm-hmm. And he drops Linda off the side of the building. All right. Barry rushes to rescue her. Um, he sits there on the ground tells her to get the hell out of there. Um, they fight, and uh, Barry uh, does the thing where he launches a, th- a lightning bolt. By zooming around Star Labs as fast as he can, he makes a big old lightning bolt. But no. Zoom, Zoom grabs it in midair and throws it back at Barry. So like,
1: awesome.
2: Oh like he's God. seen it before.
0: Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he did this like, oh, this is what I- you didn't you know? Right, and that's what I'm saying is because he has seen that before. That's yes. like Eric's move. I mean, why yes. would he, I didn't think he would you know, use that move on him at all. Yeah, that's something you do from behind.
2: Like, you throw that when you're behind him or something and he's already been distracted.
0: The uh, the two are fighting. They chase each other around. Um, they're getting ready to use the dampening serum and then uh, try to... Rather than trying to match his speed, they go to escape uh, velocity and drop down so they can take... Uh, speed out of the equation because everything falls in equal velocity. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Galileo. And um, <laughs> but you know, Zoom uh, ends up better on the end of that. He doesn't really get hurt all that much. Uh, Zoom pummels Barry to the ground and sure hears some bones crack. Yep. And then he pulls the needle with Wells' serum out of his neck and stabs him with it. Mm-hmm. So not only do we get like broken bones, but we also get Barry stabbed with the anti-speed serum. Mm-hmm. They, he beats Barry to a bloody pulp. I mean, there's no other way to describe right. it. And drags him around by the ankle. And there was a scene where he hits him in the spine.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep. I caught that, so I knew... Uh, yeah, okay, go
0: like, ahead. It very uh, much reminded me... Like I said, it reminds me of the, the 90s comic book Nightfall.
3: Mm-hmm. where
0: Batman has his back broken by Bane, and Bane like, yeah. showed Batman to Gotham. He's like, I have broken your hero, you know? <laughs> it's the yeah. same deal here. Um, Zoom takes Barry's broken body to the newspaper um, office... And then to the police station, and then finally back to Star Labs. Oh, to the grocery store, to the
2: school that Barry went to, right. to
0: the his time barber uh, shop,
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, gets
0: his haircuts at right, uh, his neighbors from yeah. when he was in fifth grade. Oh,
2: that time he bought a new phone.
0: He, he went
2: to that store.
0: He his comic book dealer. I mean, everybody. Mm, mm-hmm. He shows everybody to beat up Barry. He's like, <laughs> This is your hero. He's no hero. He's no god. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he dumps him to the ground. Zoom mm-hmm. taunts Harrison. He's like, oh, I see you made it to this Earth or whatever. But um, Cisco uses the, the distraction to shoot another serum dart into Zoom. Zoom collapses this time, but gets out, but then leaves. And right. then Barry's bruised, bruised and beaten and left behind. Uh, he wakes up from a coma. <laughs> His vitals are stabilized. Um, the tension at Star Labs is worse than ever. Joe is mad at Harry.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Cisco vibes Harry and finds yeah. out the real reason that Harry is so... Um, intent on getting Zoom so quickly is that his daughter has been taken by Zoom and is being held captive. Jesse, who is really quick, as they mentioned, that's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, the, you know, Harrison thinks the only way to save his daughter is to capture Zoom. That's why he thought he, you know he came to this earth. He thought Barry could help him, but he guess he, he might have been. And that's wrong.
2: letting us know that no, he doesn't have some grand scheme, you know, like to. You know, no. take out Barry. This is just, he, he wants
0: him. He's using, he's taking one he's weapon,
2: using it against another weapon right. to get his daughter
0: back. That's what it is. And we see in the Earth 2 flashback of this episode, um, we get to see Wells with his daughter. He, he describes it as quick. But we also see that um, the Earth 2 green arrow is Robert Queen, Oliver mm-hmm. Queen's dad. And then Oliver Queen died in the plane crash of the island. And that's so, some to see some
2: variations, more variations on yeah
0: Earth Two, Earth Very
2: cool.
0: Maybe a telegraph that the father of one hero is on Earth Two well, is that's on
2: what I'm a thinking.
0: Henry <laughs> Allen theory comes to comes to fruition. That's what I'm Maybe. a thinking because he's
2: somebody that knows a lot about the.
0: It should definitely Barry. get some sort of internet prize for figuring that out. I don't know yeah. what it would be though. And even his frame, just the the size of him, looks so much like. And, and uh, John Wesley's ship hasn't been on since Zoom showed up. So. Because he can't be with his son
2: right now. He has to get his he son. He has to go, go
0: away. away. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we end the episode with Barry. He's waking up and Cisco uh, and Caitlin are there. He can't feel his legs. Yeah. I would wait for that. As soon as he hit that spine, I was like, He's de-
2: he
3: yep. he
0: crippled him. He can't feel his legs at all. So, yeah. And that's how we end the episode. On a downbeat resume
3: mm-hmm.
0: Zoom. Um, what do you guys give this episode? I gotta give it. It, it gets a B. It gets a B plus for me. I gotta give it that.
2: I gotta get some of the. Like I would have been an A, but you know, some of the Patty stuff was a little, you know. huh? Eh? Um. And I know more just to come. Like I can't. This this was something. Like the end when Zoom came in and what he did. At the end. That was that was something. I mean that was a that was a big thing. But it's not. But I could see it getting even. You know, like it being even more uh, of, a, of a crazy story. That I. I it's not a worthy yet. Not for the Flash uh, TV show. They they've done some. Um, quite a few a worthy episodes this was not an a yet but it was a definitely a solid
1: b plus episode yeah um i I was just going with a solid b um but I pretty much agree with what Daryl's saying and uh overall i mean i i I think that this has been as good a season as the first season um and in many respects, it's gotten better, uh, and it's been very consistent in the episodes so far. This one was another good episode, but it also was one of those where it's just—it it feels like it's—it's it's giving us a little bit of an info dump, preparing us for the next few mm-hmm. episodes. So, so for that, yeah, I just went with a solid B. But, but,
0: but overall, still a, a good episode. Darth Vader is no joke. I uh, I give us an A minus. Uh, um the patty stuff didn't bother me as much. The thing the only the only thing that really stuck out that bothered me is like how inept Cisco was in trying to vibe uh Harry. You think he'd learn a little bit? Yeah, he yeah, was a little, little smoother, a little I mean, he's a smart dude, you know. Yeah. But um I don't know, I just I thought, thought it was pretty funny. Um, other than that, I, I, I thought this was really great. I thought it was, you know, the, the confrontation with Zoom, the way it all played out, the, mm-hmm. the kind of anticlimax, climax and then the real climax after, <laughs> I thought, I, I just really liked it all around, so I give it an A, A minus.
2: F your couch, Barry Allen.
0: Yes. F, F your entire living room suite.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice, though, if he ran all the way to Arrow, if he went all the way to, to Central City, it was, I mean, to, uh. Star City, and said, yeah, and you too, uh, Barry. I mean, uh, Barry, this is your friend right here? See what I did to your friend? And then and they bounce, just, just to show them. Like, just so they know that this is something that happened. It would have been a nice little thing for him to run in while they're fighting crime and just show them, like, this is your hero. This is your, you know, this is your friend or whatever he would say. And then run off again. Like, cause there's nothing Arrow could have did to, to do anything to him either. Like his speed is just too even. It's just too. Uh, he's too fast. It, it's almost like. Well, he does absorb speed, so I wonder if he's gone to other worlds and and absorbed, and that's why it looks like he, like he's. Has a buildup of so much speed force. Inside of his body, and that's why he sees things so much faster than Barry does. Because he's absorbed all these other flashes' speed. Because it didn't seem like um, uh, Jay was the first person he did that to, the first speedster that he did that no. to. So it seems like this is something where this is what he does. He goes to worlds with speedsters and he just takes their speed and kills them. Right. So that means he has a lot of speed in, inside of him. So I. I think the only way Barry's going to beat this dude is that he has to take control of the speed force. I think that's how Jay can get his speed back, too, because Jay still has... He still has his uh, uh, enhanced healing and stamina. So that means that he's just a battery that just has no power. So if Barry could get control of the speed force, like, completely take control of it, he could give back... You know, he could give back... uh, Jay his speed and probably that would and, and yeah. gets, grab some of that speed from from Zoom and make the fight a little bit more of a fair fight. Mm, interesting. Because he holds back. So I, I think that Barry can be the one to because he had said it. Remember Wells? Earth One Wells said it to him before about holding back so much. Like there's more that you could do with the speed force that you just don't. Right. And it's naturally like uh, you know like Wells had to use the suit to do that, to do all that stuff. But Barry, it came to him like it was just naturally his. It picked him. It was almost like it picked him like it did in the comic. So, I mean, eventually I I would think it would get to the point where Barry, because even Jay had to say, you are a lot more powerful than I ever was. You know, even though we both unlocked, you know, the speed and we have it, but you seem to be even more powerful than me. You could do things a lot faster than I could even do them. Um, so it makes me think that he's just holding back again, Like, and he's going to need something to push past it. No,
0: I'm gonna say, i was just going to say I agree with what you're saying there. It would be interesting if that's how they the went with it, with the speed force and, and tapping into it. I mean, they already introduced this character, and kind of you know, Jesse Quick or whatever. Mm-hmm. There has to be some way, I guess, to impart to her some speed, and it would be nice to have Jay. Yeah, it'd be nice to have more than one good speedster around. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they don't have to stay.
2: Well, yeah, because it's all she needed. I mean, in the comics, she just needed the equation. If she said it, then
0: she had a she had speed. Right. But in the comics, she was the descendant of the original Johnny Quick, right? And right. that's why from the forties. Um, so anyway, I, zombie. Episode six, season two, Max Wager. See what they did there?
1: Yeah,
0: uh, 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 uh. and we start this episode with uh, Major coming downstairs with his. I just got laid face. On. Yes, <laughs> don't we all
2: know what that face is? He's like
0: <laughs> dancing around and stuff, and uh, I just uh, got me
3: some.
0: Yeah, he's like dancing around and talking. But to happy, some. like yeah, I just got you some from somebody you really you like. Her, right? You exactly. That's a different look. <laughs> um uh, Peyton and Ravi are eating breakfast and uh, they watch, you know Major come down and then they watch Liv come down in one of Major's shirts and wearing no pants. Why is it the women always never have pants in those situations? Why why are you questioning this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got I you know I know you're single, Rich, so I, I know you saw that bra shot later in the in episode too. Oh he caught it. Um <laughs> We see Clive coming out of the uh, the Hall of Justice, and the last week's killer is behind him. He just worked out a great plea bargain deal in a minimum security prison. He's going to be playing golf within a week. Mm-hmm. And as he walks down the stairs, somebody ro- drives up on a motorcycle, guns him down brutally, almost kills Clive, and then drives off. Yeah. So last week's killer is this week's victim. So, Liv is betting on everything. Like, they bet on whether the guy's going to go for the maple or sprinkles in the donut box, or whether, <laughs> so you, know, Clark, you know, she's like, you know, double or nothing, you know, and everything, whatever, All
1: right? When she yells at the guy for taking the wrong donut or whatever. Yeah.
0: It's funny. That yeah, was funny. The, uh, the procedural leads to their, uh, the office fixer, quote-unquote, named Mr. Thronk, uh, who, who left a message, you know, to take care of Sheldon. And they think that that is code for, you know, having this guy killed. But it turns out it's not. It turns out his BFF in college was shaving points and he was blackmailing this whole time. So he reached out to one of his teammates, Ukrainian friends, and had them kill him. So, uh, since that's like the most un- uninteresting part of the episode, I thought I would get totally. out of the way right now. Because totally. yeah. it had nothing yeah. to do with the interesting parts of this episode.
3: <laughs> Let's talk more
0: about Clive and, his, uh, and uh, Agent Dale. And his Dale Bozio, friend. by the way, which uh, I recognized her name uh, before, but I didn't mention I even mentioned it on the show. Dale Bozio was the lead singer of Missing Persons in the 80s. Oh. He did that Destination Unknown and yeah. had a few hits. Oh. Yeah, but the, Dale Bozio was her name, so it's interesting. Oh, okay. He would you know, use that here. And really? Dale Cooper, too, from I think it's a nod to Dale Cooper from uh, Twin Peaks. She's ah. an FBI agent named Dale. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. So. And- um, they're eating Chinese takeout, and uh, and Clive tells her about the brain mm-hmm. chemistry. Boy, they got they got good chemistry. Yeah, yeah, they they do actually. Um, and they're talking, and uh, you know, he's talking about they're talking about the meat cute situation and the Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Giving, he tells her about Suzuki giving her the brain and stuff, and while they're eating the Chinese takeout, here come Liv and Major. <laughs> yes, I love the. Di- you know, but Seattle I... is just a really tiny little city. Oh, of course, nowhere to was. go. Oh yeah. yeah, I
2: love the dialogue between Clive and her with. Uh... Like she bought him. Like I, I bought you the. I thought that means you're mine. You gotta give it up. And Clive is actually smiling now. Like that he never smiles. Yeah, that's true. It's so it's so weird to see him smile.
0: Uh, then we cut to Shady Plot's funeral home. Uh, he gets an "I own you, bitch" visit from his dad. Sure does. Because his dad figures out that he's not a zombie anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, roofless dad. Yeah, the, and he shoots his, like, big enforcer dude right in the head. And he sure Big did. enforcer zombie. That was Blaine crazy. is like, you had one job. One job. <laughs> one job. <laughs> you couldn't do it. So now uh, he informs Blaine that Blaine is working for him. Mm-hmm. And then he wants him to take this guy out by the end of the week because he's a competitor and he wants his brain so he can get trade secrets by eating his brain. Uh, Blaine, instead of going after that guy in the Secaucuses or whatever, goes to see their grandfather at the funeral home. Or at the uh, old folks' home, sorry. And, you know, I plays a record Same for him and folks. talks to him. Huh? Same difference. You won't say that when you are when you get to a certain age, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, Andy Smothers, his grandfather. And I think he extracts his grandfather's brain with the intent of giving it to his father instead of the brain of the guy. Mm-hmm. We also meet Stacy Boss this episode, who is not what you would expect. No. Uh, he is like a little creepy guy he um he, yeah. he has a scene we first meet him he details this like perfect crime to live more live is like uh there's a bookie named the barber who they question in, in the uh investigation of the uh, the murder uh-huh. and uh live ends up placing bets with him and she comes back to uh, uh to make another bet with him and there's this guy in the barber chair, and he goes on and on about this perfect crime. Yeah, Kaiser Sozek. So yeah, yeah, very Kaiser <laughs> Sozek. He's like, you know, hypothetically speaking, of course, and he gets yeah. up and walks out. And as soon as that scene was over, I'm like, who the heck was that? Exactly. And then that we shut find...
2: everybody down.
0: Yeah, and then uh, soon afterwards we find out because he, uh, Peyton is working late up in her office, mm-hmm. and he is there. Um, Stacy Bosch just shows up. And they have a nice uh, scene there, um, with uh, with you know Stacey Boss is like you know, a four out of five uh, you know, four out of five of the last DAs you know try to do what you're doing, and now they all have you know cushy retirements and, and teaching positions, and they're all great. And then uh, Peyton says, "So what about the fifth one?" He goes, "I don't remember." <laughs> Just like real quick, like, I don't recall what happened to him. Um, but it was kind of a chilling scene considering how. It know, really like, was. The guy was very benevolent. He looks like somebody feel like your you know, your kid's teacher or something. He just, mm-hmm. he just, I mean, obviously they're casting against type because you know, you think you know a crime boss would be someone who you know be intimidating and imposing. Right?
2: Well, you know what? It's funny because they did this a similar casting type of thing with, um, uh, in Persons of Interest, where the, he's a. He's also a, a kingpin of of, of uh, this uh, organization, but he looks like he's the dad from um, from uh, the the showrunners ran that show, with Veronica Mars. Remember the dad? Yeah. yeah, the sheriff. He's actually the crime boss of that show, and they're very similar. Like you'd look at these guys and you'd be like, "They're not crime bosses." Like, the, you know, he's playing chess and all this kind of stuff, but it's a similar similar type of thing where you, you never think that these guys are, are running these organizations and they're killers. They're stone-cold killers.
1: Well, you know, and it, like like Jim said, it was chilling. It, it, mm-hmm. I was really creeped out by the whole sequence, and I just, you know, I thought that was totally. really good writing, really good acting, um, and and yeah, it, it added an element to this episode that I really liked. Yeah, charismatic. You know, like he looked charismatic and, and nice and you know,
2: like he'd be the one taking his kids to, you know, get yeah. ice cream.
0: Uh, so he kind of threatens Peyton without actually threatening him her. Sure did. And leaves. Um, again, hypotheticals, man. Hypotheticals uh, are scary. <laughs> you can't be. Um, the, 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 one of the other plot arcs in this is about, um, you know, Liv and Major wanting to do the nasty, mm-hmm. but Ravi telling them, look, I need you to hold off on that until I can test out, you know, condoms to see what's going to work for you guys. Cause right. I don't know how zombie virus rolls in that situation. So they find alternate ways. Like they end up having Skype sex, which was nice, which was cute. It was a cute scene. Well, and, um, it's not cute the way I do it, but it's,
3: <laughs> it's cute. the way. <laughs> oh, they I'm, sorry. It. I'm
2: sorry.
0: I'm sorry.
3: It's a little different the way you do
0: it. <laughs> I think it's a little different the way you do it. Uh, <laughs> they actually know each other. Might,
2: oh, that's... That uh, might be the
0: main thing here. Oh, um, but as the episode goes on, Robbie finds out the zombie virus is much smaller than a regular virus and passes right through a condom. So if they do have sex, Major's going to be a zombie.
2: Well, you saw that coming.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to go for it. I don't think. they
2: can't be happy. Like, they're, they're, like, you can't make them happy. Character, yeah. The the lead characters cannot be happy.
1: I think. Well, I think he's gonna go ahead and go for becoming a zombie anyway, because that'll also um, throw a wrench in the works for the Max Rager people, for the what he's having to do. Because once he's a zombie, he probably won't have his special little uh, Spidey sense anymore.
2: Yeah, but then the, the, the thing that they'll do, because remember, Rax Rager, these people don't care. They just add him and, li- and live to the list of mm-hmm. people that they have to kill. Right, That's True. the thing, keeping her off that list. Like That's the whole point of, of, the, of making him have to do this, is your girlfriend or the woman that you're in love with, that's the only reason why we didn't put her on the list to kill her, is because you're doing this. But once
0: you stop, guess what happens? We take her out. Yeah. Uh, Blaine is in with a customer at his funeral home, and his, his Weasley uh, sidekick comes in and says, "I have some some news you, you need to find out about this. Your father's been kidnapped. Your father's missing. They have no idea what happened to him." We then cut to Major. Major is what happened to her to his father. Sure did. <laughs> and yep. Major, we find out, has not been just dumping all the bodies into the, into the water or whatever. He's been saving some of them. In a freezer. Mm -hmm. In a storage unit. They show him putting Blaine's dad into the freezer. Yep. And shutting the door.
1: I wonder why that is.
0: Are you saving them for evidence? I'm thinking evidence.
2: Yeah, maybe. Uh, Because I can see Major just totally, when it's time, giving himself, you know, turning himself into the police. If it's he can get enough evidence to shut down Mac Ranger completely. Right. Like sacrifice because that's what he, you know, he is. He does do. He's the, the guy that wants to sacrifice himself to for the greater good to the point where he he tries to do it prematurely and makes dumb decisions because he tries to do that so much.
0: Okay, so I zombie. Yes. Oh, and, and you can see
2: little by little the, the Clive confrontation is coming. Clive and Major yeah. live. That's coming, man. Oh, and yeah. Well, like,
0: this, the only reason it didn't happen this episode is because the uh, uh, FBI intern was with him, probably. Mm-hmm. But it's slowly, he's going to get more evidence,
2: and it's slow. But you can see the big confrontation coming. Like, it's, it's going to be. And it, the only thing that makes it. Uh, is going to be harder to watch is because you like all the characters that yeah. are going to be involved. Like no one, there will be no uh, winning with this. You know, once this comes
1: out, no. And I really, the longer they they postpone that, the better. I just because I like Clive not knowing what Liv is. I like mm-hmm. the whole. You know, because those looks he gives and just the different, it, are funny. you know, it it just that a lot of that'll go yeah. away once. No, I, I don't think it will because
2: you'll still you still use like what the show has been doing this season that I think is really good and and it and I think they it shows that they are intuitive to what people are enjoying about the show from last season is that they allow her to get those traits from people. And make the fun things out of the traits. they do that without letting the cases drag on. you know they kind of they kind of minimize right. some of these cases so they're they get them done. like some cases are like uh, they, they do the brain, then she does what she does, a lot of character development and then oh and yes, solve the, cur- the solve the murder real quick, go back to what the characters are doing. And I, I think that that's what helps this show not be a procedural. You know, like not be bogged down and, and become just a the same old type of procedural
0: show. Well, I can agree there. Yeah. Right. That's on T V. Well I'll give this a I'll give this episode like a, a B. It's just with more connective tissue mm-hmm. setting things up. I know there's some cute yeah. moments and some good lines. Uh it wasn't a blockbuster episode, but it was a good episode, so I give it a B. Yep, yeah, B too for me.
1: I also give it a B, and also did, I'm trying to remember, in this episode, didn't um, Red find out that Liv is back with Major?
0: That was last episode. Was that
1: last episode? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because
1: that, that's...
0: Red wasn't even in this episode, I don't think. Nope.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm mixing the two episodes, because I'm just thinking that that's the other thing that's going to come to a head at some point, too, so... Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting. But I also give this episode a B. Um, It it was a solid episode, but again, very you know, like like a lot of the DC TV this week, it's just moving pieces into the places they need to be for the following episodes. Well,
2: we're
1: well, we noted you notice that
0: a lot of all the shows are kind of doing that because it's coming up on that break, right? Exactly. It's time to get your pot. Your plot points together for the uh, the mid season break. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in fact, we got uh, we'll talk in the news later. We got the first image from the the, uh, cro- the Flash and Arrow crossover Yeah. Um, this week. So I'm pretty excited, excited about that. Pretty cool. Okay, our final episode. Who? Wow. Wow. wow um, yeah. Wow. We a lot of TV, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Arrow, episode six, season four, Lost Souls. I, I, they called this Lost Souls after last week. Um, being mm-hmm. actually about a lossel,
2: or the Sarah,
0: stop, Sarah, stop, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah stop, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. That like three times. <laughs> you know, they don't tell her to stop when she's shooting guys with a gun, <laughs> when she's cracking her neck. That's when she has to stop. That was funny. Like, Isn't that wow, weird? She's
2: shooting guns now. Like, when what? They broke what? in.
0: I, yeah, when they broke in to find Ray, like she was shooting people left to right. I'm like, really? They're gonna do this after they you have know the whole why thing they about did that, people I think they
2: you know why they got hurt using the gun. She is more she's a dancer, and she's she's she knows how to handle the she looks a lot better doing the sticks yeah. on the show than than uh Laurel does because she's not right. she's just never been trained like that. this is her new thing and I think to to kind of not emphasize how much better she looks when she does that, like how much more realistic it looks when she fights, they gave her the gun to kind of you know take some of that away
0: so Laurel can still do her thing. I guess, Chubb, you might have really dug this because this is a, like almost like a Felicity centered episode. Sure is. Oh yeah, this we, is what I've been
2: wanting, man. Felicity to be like the, you know, the reaction. This is what I've been waiting
0: for. Yep. We find out that Ray Palmer not only is not dead, but uh, is being held captive, and he's small. Mm-hmm. And um, not like Biggie Smalls, right? No, no, he's not. He's not like Biggie Smalls. He's uh, he's no, shrunk he's down. Eyes of a Cheeto. Oh, he no, he's rap. a little big. He's bigger than a cheetah. Oh, okay. Probably about the size of Doll Man from the, the 40s. Yeah. About the size of like a Barbie doll or whatever. the are is, about eight inches maybe. Um, but he's in a, trapped in a glass cube, and he can't uh, use his uh, uh, Adam suit uh, when it shrunk. Um, he's been captured, and uh, but there is a, 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 a de-shrinkifier So <laughs> uh, there are schematics for at uh, Palmer Tech. <laughs> de-shrinkifier. de and yeah. uh, Felicity puts uh, Curtis on making the de, de- shrink of fire right away, but they're missing a uh, special huzuzwatts that they can only get. <laughs> I'm stop. sorry, it was quantum manifold. I mean, what is no, it was that's even worse. Yeah, is... see, <laughs> that's even it's even worse. just a MacGuffin, man. It's just a just... reason for them to break into court. And, you know, oh, mis- totally, totally,
3: totally. Yeah. Off.
0: So, um, they have to they have to go get this thing um to to help. they yeah. to uh, break them out. Get me my hoots-a-hat-a. Now, here's my you. here's my gripe about the episode. Okay, uh-huh. there's too much Felicity CW crap in this episode. Yes, I mean, the whole thing about but I'm losing myself in him. I can't. How can yeah. I do this? I'm losing myself. What the? Hell? You're losing yourself to a metaphor. I mean, right. why? I don't understand what's going on here. And that yeah. is the pro-
2: and that's the problem with if they had peppered in early on her guilt about dumping Ray and running it. To to Ollie, if they had put that in when it should have been in, it would not feel so CW. Right. Right. Like if it, back then, if she had said, "Yo, I really, you know, like I, I'm in love with you, Ollie," but I really, I've been, you know, like I feel like I've betrayed Ray by doing what I did. Something, give me some of that as it, it goes. It, like, don't
3: it
1: felt kind of jarring. You know, because the way she hasn't was... cared all this time. Like it's been all these episodes.
2: Of her, well, at, not... you know,
1: and at this point she had thought he was dead. So you know, it's even which worse.
2: was a little too easy. Like she gave, right. she did give up a little too easy, and it almost feels like they were trying to whoever the writer is, agreed about that and was trying to put it all in one episode. Yeah, it was kind of, forced. and it was too much. Like you could take some of the, you got to take some of that out. Like, and you can kind of try to say, hey. I, you know when she's talking to her mother or or something she could kind of say something like you know I've been acting happy and stuff because I have been happy with Oliver but uh part of me is still sitting there feeling guilty I'm running the company of the guy, of the man that I thought I was in love with that I that died and then I you know kind of feels like I moved on and and I feel bad about it like she can you know kind of have some type of realistic dialogue right. about it Right. Like a real conversation about it, as opposed to doing the, I'm just upset. I'm going to go to my bedroom and just sit here and be upset. Like that was.
1: Te- Although that led to a pretty good scene between her and her mom. That it did, but you didn't need scene. to do that.
3: It, no, like,
2: you didn't. still but... could have had it where, let me right. just talk to my mother. Because they've had the episodes already where they dealt with the past so that she has a better relationship with her mother. Like it feels like you're going backwards again. To where it was in in earlier on where she couldn't talk to her mother. You had already did that you already dealt with that your mother is not the evil woman that you thought she was She's just a little extra and you talk to her, but I think that this is the kind of thing the writing on this show They have issues with that. They're not good at Whereas flash they're better at doing that. They're not that good at doing it here like they need to really work on that especially with the women they are not good at writing women on Arrow. Right. Not as good as they are at, at, at with
0: Flash and, and other shows. The uh, Breaking the Court Enterprises, and uh, uh, before they leave, Oliver's like, oh, by the way, I invited your mother to come visit us. Oops. For a few days. Felicity, now I'm very happy about that. Turns out uh, Oliver and Mama Smoke have had, like, a texting friendship.
2: You text with my mother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she tweet text.
0: So anyway, um they break into court industries, they get the hoo wampus and, um... They, I like uh,
2: how they walk in, but I, I still get a kick out of watching all these costume people. It's ridiculous in the real world. I mean, to mm. see...
3: Right, yeah. These
2: <laughs> costume heroes just walking in... Hey, uh, how you doing? We heard you're still something. ...with their suits on. Like, yeah, everybody has a mask on. Sa- Listen, Sarah, they, they gotta... My eyes almost started bleeding because I was staring a little too much at Sarah. Um... <laughs> That oh, suit yeah. that they got for Sarah, all I gotta do is say wow.
0: All I gotta say is it's not the suit; it's the woman in the suit, dude. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I
2: <laughs> Wow.
0: They break into uh, Court Industries, and Sarah. Speaking of Sarah, has has like major blood loss. Like she kills one dude, and then while they're trying to escape, instead of staying there, she goes on the offensive and then just. Beat, almost beats another guy to death. It's just like you were saying, Daryl. It's like, Sarah, stop.
3: <laughs> Basically, like when she time was time. Be-
2: when she was punching him, you can hear it say, I have to go away after this episode is over, so I'm going to keep punching you because I cannot be here because I have to prepare for the next show. <laughs> <laughs> this is my reason for leaving, and she's punching him. You can even hear her word it. I have to leave for legends like I'm sure, gonna stop. be in the flash soon, so you gotta let me punch you a couple of times extra. Here we go.
0: While they're dealing with all that at uh, Court Industries, Felicity finds out who has Ray. <laughs> it's Damien Dark.
3: <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
0: Felicity freaks out look we got Quentin on the inside we can use uh, him to try to find out where dark is and break in but that'll Question. take some time and Felicity Question. of course is mad that, that Oliver is is wasting time when when Ray is in danger
2: I, I gotta pro listen if
0: I'm if I'm dark I'm good listen I gotta ask
2: Lance if you come to me one more why are you coming to me with all these questions that are too specific <laughs> right? Like before you yelling and arguing with me about every little thing because you don't want to do this, which I get like that's expected because you're not evil. But now all of a sudden you're happy with me and you're asking me specific questions about things. And if you're if you have any brain in your head, of course, you're thinking to myself, you know, what? go have somebody follow him home and watch him because uh, watch him and see when Oliver shows up to his house again because it's just too many times it's too much with the questions like I don't really care but uh, could you let me know about that one guy
0: right like like the Diggle thing last time
2: yeah or wait you know mm, could you let me know where that that place is where you got that little short dude like it's just too many questions when something is happening like there's. Mm -hmm. He knows right. something's happening. Like he has some operation going on, and Lance—it's too much of a coincidence that Lance happens to ask around that particular thing that he has going on.
0: I definitely think that's going to play out at some point. Like with I hope Lance, so. Lance being in, in oh, yeah. deep, deep doo doo with Dark, I it's almost got to. It has to, because you can't be that dumb and that smart at the same time. That's right. Uh, Oliver tries to keep Felicity's mind off everything by having dinner with her mom. Yeah. But her mom thinks chicken cordon bleu blue is a giant raw chicken, and it did not work out very well. So Ollie's like, oh, that's okay. I'll whip something up. And then the Mama Smoke is like, oh, he cooks. Oh, <laughs> It's true. Women love a man who can cook. That's true. I see that from experience. Dinner doesn't work out too well. Mama Smoke goes to get a takeout, and this is where we get the whole Felicity says, yeah, and she keeps losing losing herself in, in, uh, in, in Oliver, and that she blames herself for Ray's. Uh, being captive because after his disappearance, she he, she missed all kinds of messages Ray sent because she was off with of mm-hmm. Oliver in suburbia. Um, you know, Oliver says it's not her fault, but you know, Felicity still feels guilty for it. And then we, this is where we get the whole "I'm losing myself in you" type thing. Right. Um, we get this. Is probably my favorite scene in the whole episode was with Oliver and Diggle mm-hmm. drinking the whiskey. And he's like, yes. "You know what I miss about you know what yeah. I miss about the old era." He's like the the file cabinet with the vodka in it, and then uh, Diggle's like vodka's for chumps or whatever, and he w- pulls out Tennessee whiskey, and then uh, they have yeah, some sipping whiskey, and they talk about. That's whiskey. when I was at work,
2: and I almost had an orgasm looking at that bottle because I needed that at work.
0: That's, <laughs> was that kind of day at of work, huh? <laughs> yeah. Was that kind of day of work?
2: I looked at I looked at my file cabinet, and I pulled it open, and I didn't have no I didn't have any whiskey in it at all. What
1: I really liked about this scene, besides the whiskey, was. Um... You know, we we know that Diggle and Ollie have uh, buried the hatchet, but this really kind of buttons that. You know that that, that they
0: made up. They, that they everything
1: is up. good between the two. Of them.
0: They're back in love again. The bromance is in effect. <laughs> yeah, they some romantic moments.
2: <laughs> Diggle won't give the Batman voice when he talks to Oliver again. <laughs> is that what he always, He's like, why is he doing the Batman voice every time they mention Oliver's name in front of him?
0: It got kind of funny after a while. Uh, Quentin summons uh, Damien Dark to an inter- open intersection in the middle of the city. Yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah. why not? They have there's, a little conversation yeah, in the middle of bad. the street. I'm like, Are they
1: in the middle of the street?
0: It looked like they were.
2: Let's have a secret meeting in the middle of an intersection. Yeah, sure. In walking traffic. Listen, there's no cops left to look because they're all dead. <laughs> you're right. So, what? Yeah. so who's going to come after
0: the them? Damien is mad and he says, this is the last time you're going to summon me anyway. You know, and this yeah. and I will be the one who does the summary. Uh, but they're able to uh, try, put a tracker in his car, and they're able to follow the car back to um, the most secure building in Coast City. Right. <laughs> uh, so they're going to need the full force of the team. Even Sarah, even though sarah like been killing people back and forth. Well, you
2: got to emphasize that she's leaving.
0: And Curtis is along for the ride, too, because he has to do the final Hooji Wampus uh, thing to it's get nice. Ray out of I don't. Know, I mean, it's better than calling whatever. A I know, quartful. but it's just <laughs> funny. <laughs> you shrink a fire. Or, I know. I
2: love that. It. I do love when you call it the thing because that's what it. Is. On paper, they probably it write it down yeah, like that. Like
0: exactly. it's a doohickey. thing, Whatever. <laughs> so it's the whooju Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Curtis has to come along for the ride for for plot convenience. So everybody's using code names. Mm-hmm. This is where we get Diggle's new code name, Spartan.
1: Why do they call him
2: Spot? Exactly. I don't
0: know. I thought they were going to call him Guardian or. That's what I was A-Buster. looking for. That's what
1: I was expecting was Guardian. Oh, yeah, Spartan.
0: something like that. But Spartan or something kind of came out of nowhere. What's that about? Um, their plan is to let Oliver get t- get captured, which happens. I mean, and, uh, while Dark is touring with Oliver, the rest of the team go in and break out Ray. Right. That's the uh, That's the plan. Dark and Oliver have another confrontation where Oliver barely makes it out alive. Mm hmm. Which should tell yeah. Oliver something. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, hey, you know, this maybe you shouldn't have let your magic user friend leave town so quickly. Uh, I know. Yeah, you know, from last episode, but anyway, Dark messes with him. Uh, it like chokes him with uh, chains that he he. Comm- hey, Darth Vader's him because he yeah. just chokes him out with like telekinetic chains or whatever.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, they take out a whole. There's a really big action sequence where they take out a whole bunch of ghosts. Oh my gosh, Sarah just shooting them away and, and Laurel's doing her sticky things. and Meanwhile, Diggle is getting Felicity and Curtis to the, uh, the little prisoners, like a little miniature cube on a table. Uh-huh. Um, Sarah goes full bloodlust again and we get another Sarah! No! I'm leaving the show! Sarah,
3: stop! <laughs> stop, Sarah, stop! stop.
0: Um, they bust him out. They got Ray in the mix. Um, they had like that one shot of like all eight of them. <laughs> yeah, they did the, cool. it was, it was funny how
2: they do the scientific, it start. that's when it became Star Trek for about five seconds when they did <laughs> the, we can't get through the cube, the cube, like substance, you know, like, but there's a plug, we plug it in. <laughs> yeah. And then we Pull shoot it. the Tachyon but, beam. The molecular structure of it is not like he, it was her and him. Hook <laughs> the Tr-
0: hojuwampus to the doohickey and make it go.
2: Because mm. Curtis was only there because they needed Felicity to talk science nerd with somebody who could
0: understand her. So that was right. just Plus them two doing. To bring them. Curtis into the fold. So. Right, right. So they have yeah, that the... scene where Oliver walks in to see Felicity and Curtis is there, and he puts his hand up to Oliver's face to see if he looks like the arrow. Uh uh-huh. No jawline was all wrong or something. Yeah. So. Uh, that's what he keeps telling them. They get back to the lair. Ray says he, he thinks he's going to stay dead for a little while, <laughs> and, and leave Felicity in charge of his company.
2: He also said, "Hey, I have to leave and go with Sarah to uh, Central City."
0: He, yeah, but he, he also tells a story about fighting off cockroaches when he's like eight inches tall and stuff. And it's it's definitely a cool Ray Palmer moment, the way he's been playing the character and yeah. kind of the he was like, I was fascinated by his mandibles. You really don't get the sense until it's right there in front of I just thought it was a really good character moment. It was. Um, we then get to see where Sarah says she's going to go away for a while and get her head together on the other mm-hmm. show. Shouldn't say the other show, but we all know where she's Yeah, at. we all know. <laughs> and, uh, and then we have uh, a nice uh, pep talk with uh, Mama Smoke and Felicity, which ends mm-hmm. with Felicity and Arrow doing a, a cute little yin-yang kiss on their giant bed in their beautiful apartment. We then uh, see Thea. Oh, Thea gets up, goes on a date with the uh, campaign advisor, Alex. On top you. of, she's going through the, it's it's the that thing where I killed those two
2: ninjas, um, right. and it subsided. It's coming back now. That, yeah. Sarah's gone. Yep. I'm the I'm the one that's gonna be the bloodthirsty crazy. Yeah, you can't have the same
0: the same thing with two characters. Be too, too, too. No, and the episode ends with Felicity's mom meeting Captain Lance at the bar, and they's about to get themselves a nice
2: little uh, relationship going Let's on. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Uh, uh, it's fine. I I don't mind them. I cool. think That's
0: cool. Hey, we're the two characters on the show that are over forty. Let's hook up. That's <laughs> exactly, <laughs>
3: exactly what it was. <laughs> We're only no really two
0: 40. Characters on this show that are over 40. I'm <laughs> For over 40. Let's talk up.
2: Oliver thinks of me as his father. You know? You are you Felicity's, are Felicity's mother.
0: Yeah. There you go.
2: Now we can have that double date episode.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure that'll be great. Would well, that be great? Yeah. So uh, Arrow this week, um, I give it a B. I've been giving out a lot of B's this week. I thought there were a lot of really good action sequences here. Uh-huh. Thing with the stuff with uh, Oliver and Dark was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple things here and there I didn't, I didn't care for the, the CW ness of it all. Yes, um, you know I've lost yeah. myself in him and now I can't find myself because I lost okay. myself. Like where'd you go then? Yeah, exactly. Know. You are you're right there. You're right <laughs> there. I <to> see you.
2: <laughs> like you own a business and it has nothing to do with Oliver. Right you exactly. run a company that got nothing to do with her yeah, exactly. even though that's with the last boyfriend
0: you had. So my question to you is um the the maybe they didn't really drop huge hints or whatever. Who do you think Felicity's dad's going to end up being? Felicity? It's got to be some corporate dude.
1: Yeah.
0: That's for sure. Well, I, like I she always says it. that her dad well she says in this episode that her her dad was always gone and then he never paid child support. Mhm. So I don't even know if I don't know if it'd be some corporate, you know, rich guy. I mean, if it's a rich guy, you just pay him off. You know, well, oh, I'm thinking
2: villain though. I'm thinking, I was thinking yeah. Cord. Could I don't be. Know. Well, you mean Cord Ted Cord's father? Yeah. yeah. Man, I don't I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, but why do a callback and make it Ke- Ted? I mean, Cord's yeah. yeah. play. Know. Like I, I think it would, it's got to be somebody who, when they mention him, it'll be a. I something is telling me it's going to be a comic book person. Watch it be First dark. All, wouldn't that be dun, something? Dun. It wind up being dark. No felicity. I you am your father. Your father. <laughs> no! And
0: then
2: he, he with his black suit on, then he just whips the way the uses the
0: force, the dark side, to choke Oliver again. Sweet. Like I, what man. do you guys what do you guys give this episode of arrows?
1: I I I actually really enjoyed this episode. I mean, yeah, the CW moments were were whatever, but there was there was just a lot. You know, I I I I I liked all the Ray Palmer stuff. I mm-hmm. I really enjoyed you know it being a more Felicity centric show yes. episode. Um, you know,
3: the,
1: I also think that there's going to be something weird with Thea and this campaign manager guy. Um I don't know. I just I really liked it. I give it a B plus. So I will give it a B-. Minus. And I when I rate these, I
2: rate them according to the show itself, not you know like they're all different shows and I don't I don't get into the this show is better than that show because right, of this right. or whatever because they're all to- totally different shows. I I'm, I'm rating it by as a whole all these shows I've watched. What the show is to me. And I think that this show. This episode of this show. Is a B-
0: for me. Okay. Sweet. Let's get to the news bucket real quick. We got a few things to dip out of there. Mm-hmm. And an um, oh, we have an email too? I think we do. A Gotham one. Ooh. Okay then. Uh, we got our first pictures from the set of Wonder Woman. As far as I know.
3: Mm-hmm. These are the first yeah.
0: ones I've seen anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of Chris Pine. And a uh, new member of the cast, and I know I'm going to probably butcher his name, and I'm sorry about that, uh, Takmaui. Takmawi. Um, I couldn't have done any better. I, I, yeah. I, I imagine that's close enough that you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> right, right. Uh, hey, I, so that's all that's really, that really matters as I get across that. But we got, they're, they're really uh, they're pictured in uh, period clothes like from the 1940s.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so this is definitely going to be a period piece. Um, which is awesome. I think that's a great, great direction to take for the character. I agree. She could almost be their Captain America, mixed with the you know, oh. aspects of Thor. You know.
2: I think that is that is a perfect thing to do for those characters because they are. I think uh, Wonder Woman works well when they when they give her that sense of
0: uh, of uh, history, right. being part of the world for so long. And we think it would be cool. It's like you know, if they make her, if they give her that. That big uh, of a thing, uh, you know, that deep of a history, then mm-hmm. you know, that's something they can work off of in the future. Exactly. You know I mean, like imagine exactly. doing like a '70s Wonder Woman movie, or you know, I don't know, just in different periods. Or even like Raiders of the Lost Ark period, like before the war, like 1930s or something. And she
2: can be the, and I, I think I like that sense of she. There's a, a sense of um, experience and 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 knowledge and that she has that the two other even batman and neither batman or superman has that you know like batman might have all the genius but he's sometimes he he's not good he doesn't work well with people well wonder and, woman's got the mythos too she's got yeah, like the she magical the aspects too. that the other characters don't have so and she can look at and she has the sense of she's been at war she's seen wars right she's been through many wars you know like she's exactly. been through battles. she's seen
0: the outcome of that she's she understands, you
3: know, right. whereas,
0: how it affects people. Whereas we I'm have h- the, the, I'm sorry, well, whereas we have like the kind of dark affected Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. in, that, in that universe and then yeah. we have the untested, like unproven newbie Superman. Right. So right. that that would be a good foil for those two characters. I think so.
1: I, I'm kind of hoping too that, you know, and I doubt that it'll have a lot from it, but I'm hoping that they bring some of the mythos from the Azzarello Chang run from the new 52 uh, I would hope so, too. I don't think she's going to be
2: Clay,
0: either. No, I would like to see some of the stuff from the Perez origin uh, come through, too. The, her ties to the myth- mytholo- Greek mythology
3: mm-hmm. and yeah. all that
0: other stuff like, really play into that character, because I think it's an important part of her. But We will see. Um, we got uh, some new pictures of Red Tornado fighting Supergirl. What do you guys think of this Red Tornado costume? I, I, I don't it's know. Still doesn't it still doesn't look have,
2: that good. Yeah, I'm glad it
0: doesn't have the arrows all over it, though.
2: Right. It, it still doesn't look that good because it's still... It's like it's the stills in the picture, as opposed to I have to see how it
1: is on the actual... I don't think it's that bad. I I don't have a huge problem with it, and like you said, it doesn't have the arrows all over it. It so. won't take me out
2: of the yeah. show. Like no. It's not something that'll take me out of the show. It just... It just, I mean, the you can't use the original Tornado. It just, no. I mean, put it this way. There is no Tornado outfit that exists right now that
0: looks great. The design looks that great. That would look great in real life. Right, it's right. Like, no, oh, yeah, it looks—you know—as in the '70s, a comic book is a design choice. It looks great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a Mister Miracle costume. Exactly, it looks right. awesome on the page. Or Wolverine's yellow and blues. Right, you know, it looks great on a page, but in real life, it would just look—and you can't
2: just have a dude in a red leotard and call him a cyborg. Like, it's, no. you just can't do it.
0: It It, right. it wouldn't be. It good. won't look right. No, yeah. maybe in the uh, '70s Wonder Woman show, you could do that. Right. Um, right. From the Facebook groups and we're going to be reading some of the things from from what you post on the Facebook group. Chris Garner asks, "Zoom sounds like Doctor Claw, or is it just me?" <laughs> he did, have something. he does, yeah. he does. I mean, we he know does. it's Tony Todd's voice, right. but it's definitely processed for sure. Oh yeah. So you know, I have met Tony Todd, and he doesn't really. I mean, he sounds his imposing voice, but it doesn't sound like that. No, no, not like not like that. Suicide Squad is getting a PG thirteen rating expected i expected that too but why are the fanboys up in arms about that i do not understand. i don't understand this, it this is an i argument. was
1: really kind of argument. hoping for an r actually
2: never i could see it, a it PG, won't I, I, it yeah. not as part of the cinematic universe there's no way yeah i could see a pg-13 version and
0: then maybe a rated r version on the dvd blu-ray yeah blu-ray. i mean yeah. On the blu-ray. Yeah, I yeah, definitely I, yeah. I could see that rated version, right but yeah, I mean, if it was when they announced it was going to be part of the the DC Cinematic Universe, I knew it would be PG thirteen and they wouldn't go R with it. Exactly. As much as we'd like to see an R rated Suicide Squad movie, if right. you really want to see that, go watch Assault on Arkham. That was R rated. It sure was. Pretty much, and that was yeah. a Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Uh, we have an article uh, from IO nine posted on the DC TV podcast group. Why Justice League Unlimited was and still is the best superhero TV show. Now, quickly discuss. Uh, to is me, a, it is. It still is. It's, I
2: still can watch that to this day, even though I know everything that's going to happen in the in the show. But yeah, it is. I think it's the best written superhero show because if I think that the show was written so well that you could live, you could do live action off of the scripts that they use for that show. I don't think the dialogue is any. It, in fact, it's it's better. I think the dialogue is a lot better than some of the CWness. That they've put into uh, some of the, the show, you
0: know, the dialogue that they put into some of these shows. So, and I definitely, this did, I think it's the best written. I, I know I've probably said this before on the podcast. And I'm sorry for repeating myself, but whoever is directing the Justice League two part uh, cinematic movie should sit down and watch the pilot. Uh, Three-episode movie from the Justice League when they first came out the original. uh, It's called Secret Origins Mm -hmm. It's not only one of the best adaptations It's also one of the best Justice League stories and I don't put stack it against a lot of the comic stories
2: I go further than that and say he should watch the first season.
0: Yeah of the show Well, I kind of look at the whole Tim verse the Batman the animated series Superman the animated series I'm in Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited—all it's, it's all in continuity, all one continuity, all one story. Yeah. And as that, mm-hmm. I think it's definitely probably the best superhero you know TV show ever. Totally. So totally. I can't think of anything that would stack up against all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, you would, my my friend and artist uh, from here in Pittsburgh. I think I understand why Bane's voice in Dark Knight Rises bothers people so much. If it's anything like how much Tony Todd's Zoom voice bothers me.
3: <laughs> but, whoa,
0: Zoom's not playing any games, is he? Holy crap, that was a hell of a debut. <laughs> James Conner remarked uh, in, in reply to that Tony Todd gets a pass for me. That's just how the guy talks. Tom Hardy's Bane voice was a bad choice. Yeah. Is... I didn't
1: have a problem with either.
0: I yeah, didn't either. I think it's an easy voice to imitate. It's <laughs> easy to speak like Bane. <laughs> In it's, fact, it makes me it's laugh. Like Christopher Walken—it's like one of those go-to's that everyone could do.
2: Yeah, it makes me laugh with the Bane dialogue where he's like, "I've been in the dark." Like when he's talking, it's like having a, a Shakespearean dude. It's like uh, Sean Connery talking yeah. to the guy he beat <laughs> right. up. Like, yeah. So it always made me laugh every time. And I like Dark Knight Rises, but it always makes me laugh when I watch that and I get to those scenes
0: and right, he's doing that. Um, Flash's next episode is going to have a surprise return of a fan favorite. If you want to find out who go to the Facebook group, I will not spoil it on the show,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but it's awesome. <laughs> It'll be great. R- Russell from the, uh, it's all connected podcast from Legion of dudes, my My cohort for many years on podcast and podcasting, uh, was it me or did Sarah have an extra bounce in her step last night referring to arrow? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you know what you were yeah, looking at when you said it. Uh, Yeah, I know what Russ was. I, I know, I, know what, I know what he's talking we about.
2: I do what he's talking. We don't have to say anything. But we know.
0: We uh, um, Flash uh, this week and the ratings topped uh, both ABC and Fox. Yep, it rains only not. Uh, um, yeah, I mean it's having its highest ratings ever. I mentioned the Supergirl ratings earlier on in the show. Um, they've dipped, but they're still one of the, uh, the highest rated show um, on the you know, second highest rated show on CBS Are you uh, that? No. Gotham is, is been gaining momentum as well. So I mean all the show all the DC shows seem to be doing okay so far I worry like DC worries uh, the WB uh, you know, Warner Brothers probably worries too about saturation right. uh, over saturation and burnout and I'm worried about that but so far the ratings are holding steady, and the shows have been quality. So, well, that's
2: why I wish. Why they said that there will be there no plans to do any other shows spinoffs, um, for now. For now, yep. like Legend of Tomorrow, that's the only spinoff they got on the docket. After the, there are no more uh, plan right now. Right, and Maybe that's, that's, that's... spin
1: off that Constantine guy from last week.
0: Sure. <laughs> um, Russell also writes in the Flash has brought in the concept of the fifty two Earths. Mm-hmm. What well, if they showed a glimpse of one of those Earths, and it was from Zack Snyder's Man of Steel or Batman v. Superman? This is something we talked about before on the right. show like many times, uh, but there was a good uh, discussion uh, that sprung out of that. Uh, we also got an interview with uh, Charles Ruggman, one of the producers of Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. about, um, you know can remember the PG-13. He talked about uh, some interesting things uh, on the set that Jared Leto did in his Joker performance. Uh, I thought that was a pretty cool interview. Right. You know,
1: I'm, I wanted to comment really quick on the PG-13 thing again, too, is think about the fact, too, is PG-13 in 2016 is going to be a lot different than what PG-13 was 20 years ago. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a lot more they can do. I mean, that, there, are, there are things that were rated R 20 years ago oh. that would be rated PG-13 today, you mm-hmm. know? So, mm-hmm. I, I still think we're going to get, an awesome amount of Suicide Squad action. So, well,
2: the violence is not going to be the the issue. I think the PG thirteen is going to be about the sex.
0: That's the. Well, I think it's the only be both. Thing... The way that Lido is playing the Joker. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the trailer. You know, he's like, "I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you real bad." I mean, that's that's well, style. You know, but you know what I mean. Right. Like,
2: usually, you get to do a lot more violence. Like violence is is a different rating. Like there's a different level threshold they can get away with with violence as opposed to nudity. Like you show breasts, are like there's <laughs> there's no yeah. way around it. You show breasts are you show characters having sex in a that kind of any type of graphic way are. But with PG-13 you can get away with a stabbing. You can get away with uh, you know like a shooting in the head or right. you know things like that you can
1: do
0: profanity other than the f bomb. Right. So so that's the only well, thing. Well, you that,
1: get one f bomb. Oh, do you? Well, okay. You get one on PG-13. That's why uh, Logan
0: got his one F-bomb in first class. Right, right, right. We get uh, we have a new writer for the Aquaman movie, which I guess is next on the docket after the first part of Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we, we already have Jason Momoa in the lead. Right. Uh, they're in the process of casting Mira right now, uh, we we're reading about. Um, the guy they've got is uh, James Wan directing. I forgot to mention that. Uh, David Leslie Johnson, who uh, he started off his career as Frank Darabont's assistant, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I'm a little worried because his uh, his writing credits include Wrath of the Titans, mm-hmm. which was the Clash of the Titans sequel of the remake, uh, The Conjuring Two, The uh-huh. Enfield Poltergeist.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Um, so I mean, those are just, like big well, rather the I would say Wrath of the titans i loved
2: i did like the concept of the way that the gods were written Mm -hmm. that part i liked about the movie
1: i i did too
2: i didn't really care about the demigods like the lead running around it was i think it's more because of the actor he's
0: just not that charismatic yeah he's 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 like jack courtney he's just like right nothing right there's yeah, just right, nothing
2: there. there. But when you when you talk about the gods themselves and 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 what happened with them and the way they were they wrote the the you know how the story is with them losing their powers and all that stuff, I like that. Like if it had just yeah. stayed on, you know, that part, took away all that other stuff and just had it that, I would love to just see the the gods having to fight the children, and the children are evil, right. Like I've never like that do that concept where the the demigods are the ones who are the evil ones and the gods have to use the last of their energy before they go to defend humanity because I've never seen anything like that. Right, I would love they could have done that. I just wrote a better movie for them.
0: There you go. Where's the, where's your check, Daryl? I want my money. Uh, speaking of Mira, um, they're they're in the process of casting her now. Uh, Heroic Hollywood suggests that Mira will make her debut in the uh, first part of the Justice League two-part movie. I just want a good redhead, too. They are referring at- to her as the Khaleesi of the sea. It should be that way. Yeah, I, do, I agree totally. That's the way it should be. Um, mm-hmm. I hope they go like full-on Atlantis mythic with uh, with Aquaman. I think that'd be well, if you got this writer, I'm thinking
2: that's the, what they want to do. And looking at that dude, he looks like a freaking
0: the descendant of a god. <laughs> oh, and oh, the um, abs. The, uh, the, the news from the non- news then not news department uh, Mariah Carey was mentioned as playing Commissioner Gordon in a Lego Batman movie, but no, she's not. So everybody rest <laughs> easy. <laughs> oh, I didn't even gosh. read that. That just seemed odd. It just popped up, and then like, <laughs> like two days later, it's like, nope.
3: <laughs> I just passed
0: that over. I saw a Lego and I was out. Uh, yeah. Um, Mark Guggenheim announced the new era is It's going to be three weeks from now. Um including included in the mix and uh, up on it as the banner for our new uh Facebook uh, um yeah, it's I'm also sure. the the I'm new sure. header on the uh, D C T V podcast Facebook page. Uh it's Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Team Flaro with uh Hawkman and Hawk Girl without wings. Yes. I think they come out when they use them. Right. But uh that is uh and but Diggle still got that damn helmet, man.
3: Damn it, man.
0: That still <laughs> now this makes episode, me mad. Like, this episode of Arrow, he had like the face piece and the and the, uh, the ski mask. I was like, that'd be fine for him. Why don't you just leave it with that?
2: Say that like that is the perfect thing. Use that. Either way, your whole face is covered, right? Yeah, because right. Think, but so use the freaking thing he used—the green uh, face mask thing. That they use, use that. That's perfect. You don't need anything else.
0: We I don't need for,
2: another damn thing. Don't need
0: to be Negro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, no, you that's, don't. That's like, a, I really hope that. that you could concern. just
2: use that. Use that that hooded thing and just have it be armored. If you want to, if you want to say, it's made out of the same polymer that they use for the other
0: suits, and call yeah. it a day we got a couple more release dates this week. I think that'll be the end for the news bucket. Uh, Luc- the Lucifer Pilot will be coming out in January on Fox. Okay. Makes kind of, sense. No no surprise there, because it was going right. to be a season replacement anyway. Right. Uh, we also got a firm release date for uh, Batman Bad Blood, the next uh, animated feature from, mm-hmm. uh, from DC Animated Universe. Uh, that'll be January 19th on uh, digital HD, and then it'll be on Blu-ray on February 2nd. So they're doing that thing where they're releasing it digitally again. Yeah, uh, that's that's, that, that's that, that yeah, that's what that's that's Yeah, i i I like that. That's the way I've been getting it actually. Because I'm digital, so I, it's, I'm it's totally digital too. I've no reason. See, yeah, I
1: haven't. That's the only thing I haven't gone totally. Di- I'm digital on music. I'm pretty much digital on comics, but I and I'm going digital on movies. But when it comes to like the genre, the stuff that I really, really, really love, I'm still buying physical copies. I don't know why. I just am. Once they set it up where I could still get the extras if I want. Yeah.
2: I'm, yeah, that's all I needed. To, I could still stick with digital. That's because I like
1: extras. Uh, yeah, that's that's the same thing with me. And then like these animateds, you know, usually Best Buy has like the special with the figure and stuff, so I like to mm-hmm. get that and everything. But yeah, um, I, I'm getting close though to switching to digital on movies because I'm running out of room. Actually, exactly. I mean, <laughs>
3: like that was it's great
2: to- for me. Yeah, and I commute a lot, so back to forth to work and stuff. So it's just so much easier for me to have everything in one in one spot
0: on my phone or on my right. iPad and stuff and without having to worry about it. And finally, uh, the final news note that I'll pull out of the bucket, uh, Stephen Steam teased that there'd be an introduction of another member of the Wilson family. Um thinking it could be one of Deathstroke's kids. It's gotta be Joseph. Yeah, it's I either
2: we'll Joseph know. or his other son, um, who got killed he was a villain as
0: well he was a villain right his, his older son yeah his name i can't remember right now either. i can't think of it either but yeah he, i can see that but uh if you'd like to join the dctv podcast facebook group we'd love to have you it is called the dctv it is called dctv podcast oddly enough uh we have a lot of news there a lot of links there we have some good discussions there uh, some fun memes uh it's pretty troll free so check it out dctv podcast on the facebooks and i think that's yeah. about it for tonight gentlemen Yes. Uh, if you want to check out some other cool, geeky TV podcasts, then by all means, go to HHWLOD. We've got the Walking Dead TV podcast there. We've got the Whedonverse podcast there. Sean Pryor's uh, Black Box, which is a really cool show. Uh, check it all out there, hhwlod.com. And when you've exhausted all those possibilities, trademark, boom, 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 then had your internet, dial your internet machine over to... Uh, Taylor Network, a
2: podcast where you can listen to podcasts. Uh, one that we are on with uh, the comedian Donnie Salvo. Professional uh, comedian Donnie Salvo. Darryl. Professional.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't sue right me there. again. Yeah, don't, don't sue us. Sue I won't have to talk to lawyers again, okay? <sighs> I'm sorry.
2: Professional <laughs> comedian Donnie Salvo. Uh, and other podcasts such as uh, Rants and Raves with, um, with uh, Renee. Who uh, is a very good uh, photographer? Who takes a lot of our con pictures for the network, Um, and as well as no no apologies. Yeah, Darth Bronx, BMX, BMX, well, BX, Darth BX. Well, yeah, that's what it's for. Um, And uh, as well as no apologies, uh, all all those all those shows they're on the network, and you can find something for TV, movies, indie movies, uh, interview shows, all that kind of stuff. So. We can check that
0: out. Hey, we got uh, an email this week from John Davis about Gotham. Um, hey, guys. Nice to see my habit of yeah. sending blank email extends to the DCTV podcast <laughs> just like nothing's on. Yes. Uh, before I talk about this week's episode, I wanted to ask you guys, did you know that Gotham was nominated last year for a Kids' Choice Award did for you know? Family Show of the Year? Uh, no, I did not know that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> maybe if my kids were 35, I'd let them watch it. I guess they nominated it <laughs> because they have a kid in it, but sometimes just because you have a kid doesn't make it a family show. Kids, it it's for the kids. Come on. I'm not trying to get on a soapbox. I just found it funny based on the season. Uh, that being said, the craziness of the season is what's making the show this year. Here's some quick observations about this week. Uh, Gotham is still going strong for me. The scene with Bruce and Silver having... Dinner with the Galavans creep me out. <laughs> yeah, oh. no doubt. I really feared for those kids, seeing the way his sister was looking at them. Uh, I'm thinking Edward is going to end up at Arkham. I can't see him getting away with this one. He'll probably still show up as someone Gordon will go to to solve cases. Uh, Penguin, I think he needs to pull back the crazy despite Gallivan grabbing his mom. If he needs to build and maintain his empire, then he needs to act more rationally, even if his mom. Uh, it was kind of funny seeing poor Butch, watching everyone else load their guns with two hands. Well, he just stood there holding his gun and looking at it. <laughs> Keep up the great work, John Davis. Thanks for I, the email, I, John. That was awesome.
2: Yeah. And, you can, and if you want to email us, you can uh, send your emails to podcast at gmail.com. Yep, please do. We love him.
1: Yeah. And I, I agree, and I think on the penguin dialing back the crazy bit. I think that's where Enigma's going to come in. I think right, that okay. the, the calculating you know, aspect of him is going to Balance out Penguin and bring him down from this craziness
0: to his normal level of crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. So we're uh, we're heading into uh, the last week before the holiday break, and we have five more shows next week. And thank uh-huh. you all for joining us for this uh, journey through DC TV. And until next week, uh, we are ghosts. Good night, everybody. Night. night.